Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck, too. As you can see, we are all dressed up in our Sunday best, as <laughs> promised, because it is the Tabbies. It is our 2023 award ceremony here. Um, and I, I told you guys we were doing this. We were going to do it last week, but obviously the season just ended. They had fired Joe Woods. There was a lot to talk about. The playoffs were starting. Uh, too, just too much to do. So we are going to do it today. A little slower week of sports, and obviously it's January. It's 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 award season. Let's do it, fellas. How are you? Great. Happy to finally get to do this. I know we've been talking about it for like three weeks now. So yeah, it's long overdue. Tim, how are Tim's you? Tim's all dressed up too. Look Tim at him. Always looks good. Tim always looks like he's Tim's just... floating in midair. <laughs> <Right. laughs> That's what we love about him. I'm phenomenal. Good to hear it. Glad to see you guys. Glad for. Happy for all of you tuning in right now. Again, we are doing the Tabby Award Show. So what we're going to do is we're going to basically do the normal Talking About Ball Show, sprinkling in awards. Uh, so without further ado, let's start right off with my first uh, category, and that is my favorite book that I read in 2022. Here are the nominees. The Silent Patient, Behind the Horror, The Tattooist of Auschwitz, The Devil Takes You Home, Vegas and the Mob. And the winner is the tattooist of Auschwitz. Congratulations. Uh, I really like this book. I know I talked about a lot of books this year. Uh, I read a lot more than I have ever. This was actually my 2022 was my best reading year to date. Um, this book was lent to me from a friend and I really like things about Auschwitz. I don't know why I'm just really interested in that kind of stuff. So I read multiple books about Auschwitz last year, but this one was phenomenal. I really, really like this. Couldn't put it down. Uh, sped through it. So that's my favorite book of 2022. That's awesome. I'm going to change from book to movie. Um, so I'm going to pick my best movie of 2022. Who's starting off with the top going right, going right to the best movie. So um, we had some nominees. I didn't have, I didn't five. I put, I put three up there. Uh, King Richard was one. Okay. Uh, Spirited was another one. And Dune. Not sure if you watched Dune this year, but that no. was actually a pretty good movie. Long, but good. And um, Maverick, sorry, was the fourth one. So sorry to hear that. I know it's okay, but the winner is Maverick Top Gun, baby. I think I've seen this twice in the theater and once at home. Every time I can't stop watching it. It's a great, uh, it's a great movie. I know you don't like it. That's fine. It's, it's, it's to me, it's a great movie. Well done. Much better than the original, even though the original is a classic, but still worth watching. I, I saw them both for the first time in 2022 and both, <laughs> you just crammed them together. We're not back good. To back. Yeah. Uh, they're, they didn't do it for me. No. Um, I guess I understand the the love for it for everybody for the new one at least. The original one, I don't understand why anybody would would have liked that to be honest. Um, part of the '80s classic movies or whatever. So yeah, I guess I don't know. I watch. I guess watching it now, it didn't age well, and I was not a fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this one, since I didn't like the original, there was almost no way I was going to like this one. So I guess that's surprisingly this one i didn't like it but it did not make my worst movie of 2022 nominee well, so, that's good that's, so that's good that's at least good. it didn't make a you know nomination that's, that's for that progress so, yeah um all right so that's how the tabbies work we go through categories tim has a few he's going to sprinkle in whenever he wants uh so so tim you just let us know whenever you're ready to do yours um but without further ado we will get on with the show and we'll talk about a little oh. little sport you want to do one oh, yeah i got I oh got, go ahead my man got, i got one 
for right now. Uh, I'm gonna keep keep it with the movie theme. Um, I didn't watch a whole lot of movies this year, um, but I did watch a couple that really caught my interest. Um, and I have to say, uh, my winner for this one is actually Doctor Strange. Ooh, okay. The um, oh, the the multiverse of madness. I just thought it was dope how they how they did it. Um, I I uh. At the first part where where Wanda goes kind of you know ape shit yeah <laughs> I didn't see it coming it, it, right away but I kind of like it was it was weird to me just like it was weird to him for a second I'm like why is she okay but <laughs> it, I thought it was pretty dope I ever, have you ever watched have you read any of the comics uh, some of them I I read before so before they actually started going into like the phases is when I read okay um and. Uh, there was a, a a book. There was a series about Thanos mm-hmm. um, that actually made me fall in love with Thanos. Like, right. <laughs> he is a badass. I mean, who doesn't love a character that can snap yeah. the fingers and everything just fifty percent goes away? It was pretty dope. Um, he uh, it, it kind of gave his backstory, and you see why he is the way he is. Sure. And I definitely understood, and I was like, okay, okay, I, I see why you're such a dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, I've I read a lot of comics growing up. That's the nerd part of me, but seeing some of these come these movies being brought to light, you know, especially during the phases and it seems like Disney and Marvel are just gonna keep pumping them out. Uh they're in phase five right now. They're going into phase five, yeah, kicking off with the right Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. And then they're going into phase six out and they already have the movies planned. So it's just crazy to me. I'm happy about like the darker phase they're going through because I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of burned out by comic book movies in general. I was um, burned out by comic book slash comedy movies mixed together and they were just getting yeah, annoying in the middle. They all just, I mean, to me, like the, the Avengers movies, they got old really quick. They were sure. all the same. It's just they all team up, really cool special effects. The bad guy comes down, they, they save the world. We've seen it all a thousand times. I think so the first me, one was the best one because first one was great. Them coming together and trying to get used to each yeah. other. And I'm and, sorry, but Tony Stark's the best character ever. Yeah, in, in and, Marvel. It, and it was new at that point. They yeah. hadn't done movies like that. And then now that they're just pumping them out every few months, it seems like there's a right. new character that I've never heard of getting a movie or a TV show. And I'm like, fuck, oh, there's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, right. No, I agree. Completely agree. But it's uh, a good movie. Good I, yeah, I did like that one actually. I, I do like Doctor Strange, and I like how that one got a little dark. Um, little, so I'm into that kind of shit. The darker the movie, the better. Obviously, you guys can tell by my sense of humor that he the doesn't mean shit, the actors. He means the theme. Yeah, so. no, I don't know if there was one black person in that movie, but uh, <laughs> the, the darker the there was, there's one. Oh yeah, that's right. They, they had the token one. <laughs> now Sam Jackson was in the end there somewhere. Yeah, that's true. They got to throw him in the same motherfucker. <laughs> I, don't, or I don't know if he counts. He's like a legendary black guy. Like he's like a trademark black guy. Yeah, he oh, can get thrown, trademark black guy. Yeah, he can get thrown into any movie and you don't even notice it. Like it doesn't count. But no, I I, I did like that one a lot. The the darker the the, the genre or like the the uh, storyline, I guess you could say, uh, the better for me. Oh, T- Lee's got some uh, right there. Oh yeah, best book: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Oh, but uh, Last Ronin, best movie: The Batman Gotcha. Worst movie: Halloween Ends. Yeah, that's a pretty good list. I'm not gonna lie, Batman was good. I liked it, but again, I got kind of burned out with comic book stuff this year. Um, I'm also sick of every like two years. It seems like there's a new guy playing Batman and a new spinoff of Batman, and I'm a Personally, I'm a DC guy. I prefer DC over Marvel. Um, just got burned out. And then that's because of Marvel doing so many fucking Avengers movies and so many <laughs> spinoff shits. I got I got bored as fuck with Marvel, man. Um, all right, but now we'll talk a little sports. We're moving to sports. We're shifting gears all night tonight, folks. The Browns have officially filled the void of Woo! defensive coordinator, and they went with a guy who was in all of our top two. I'm glad I'm glad somebody in our division's changing their coordinators. <laughs> Others are keeping them. Yeah, some people like those stick with the status quo that didn't really work. <laughs> Uh, the Browns looked at their situation and said, we need to get better. The Steelers looked at their situation and said, 
it, it could get worse. Okay. It, it did okay. could get worse. Um, but yeah, the Browns did hire Jim Schwartz, not to be confused with Jim Shorts. Uh, he is not Anthony Schwartz's father. He may father, wear Jim uncle. Shorts. I hope he does. He at might, training he camp, might be the Schwartz. Yeah, I hope he has the little, you know, the gray T-shirt that says "Property of Cleveland." A little whistle. The I hope shorts. he goes full Mel Brooks on this shit. Maybe, I really do. Maybe a visor. I hope he comes out with his gold face painted the first day too. Yeah, why not? <laughs> He's a badass. There's Jim Schwartz there, the man, the myth, the legend. He seems um, he looks like a nice grandfather, right? But I'm pretty sure he has a pretty mean side to him as well. Yeah, and I mean that's the other thing too. The Browns fans like they're fixated on for whatever reason when it comes to a coach they need a coach that shows emotion that yells and screams and that makes them feel warm and fuzzy inside um doesn't always mean much how often do you see bill belichick really acting out on the sidelines he just looks like somebody beats his kids though in the back though yeah he looks like he's just holding it all in and he's like oh when this door closes i'm beating <laughs> the fuck out of you guys this belt's coming off um jim schwartz uh, jim shorts schwartz jim shorts uh I, I knew i was gonna do that i was making jim jokes shorts. about jim shorts all day um but I, he's going to come in here and he's going to put a little fire under people's asses. He's going to hold people accountable. Uh, his scheme is going to hopefully open things up for Miles Garrett. He's yeah. really good with the defensive line. He creates one-on-one -on -one matchups, which is something that Miles Garrett was not getting. Miles Garrett was the most double slash triple teamed uh, defensive player in all of football by yeah. a wide margin. So having him come in is fantastic. I'm really happy about it. I like he this hire. My number two option. I'm glad we yeah. got him. I mean, I think I know why the Browns jumped on him because. They saw Flores getting, you know, interviewed by head coaching positions, which is right, rightfully so. Yeah. And Schwartz probably fits what you want to bring in. So snatch him up, hire him. Yeah, Schwartz you know? was a it was a promotion because he was not the defensive coordinator. He was right. just the defensive assistant. Uh, and then on top of that, you had Brian Flores, who was a linebackers coach, who would have been a promotion to be a defensive coordinator. But as Kyle said, he is interviewing for head coaching yeah. positions right now. So he is going after a higher tier that the Browns don't have to offer. We obviously are sticking with Kevin Stefanski. Uh, so the pre first stick makes me confused, but I, maybe they're just, uh, maybe they see something they can fix. I, I mean, I, the thing with prefer, and I said it all along, I, it, it's hard to hold things against him because they drafted this rookie kicker. Kate right. York came in, looked very good. And then whatever, as you saw on Monday night with Brett Maher from, from the, the, <laughs> the Cowboys, Dude. Spoiler alert, we'll get to that game. Vegas but, is one in on that fucking game. Yeah, that, that kept that. That kept the money under. Right where it needed to be. Shit. But a kicker missing four extra points in a game is unheard of, especially a playoff game. Thank God that he they made were, one. He went one yeah, for five. He went one of five. Uh, thank God they were able to keep that game out of reach because that's the kind of shit that costs you games. Like that's that's something that in, in a playoff it's game, four especially, points. That's a that's a big that's swing. A huge spin because I think the spread was only three points or right. like that. The spread right. was close according to Vegas. Uh, but uh, with Cade York, he came in, he looked good in the beginning. Maybe he got the yips. Who knows what really happens? Because when you go back and watch his kicks, I mean, there's not much. And I, this is the same defense that I've used for Kevin Stefanski. So I'll use it for, uh, for, for Mike Prefer. There's only so much a coach slash coordinator can do. They put him in good positions to make these kicks. Cade right. York's missing them. He's getting them blocked. Like these are things that everyone has to do their job. Not much a coach or player or a coordinator can do. Uh, the other thing with Prefer also is as the season progressed, Donovan Peoples-Jones got good, got very good at being a punt returner. And Jerome Ford started looking better and better as a kick returner. And now we're getting Jakeem Grant hopefully fully healthy after his Achilles tear. They signed him last year. He was a pro bowler. He was a damn good player. They brought in specifically to return kicks to be a dynamic uh, return man. We didn't get to see him because right. he tore his Achilles. So that's something you can't hold against the coach because, God forbid, look at any coach in the league. Let's say Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes tears his ACL in the preseason next year. 
they're fucked. They're going to have to go to Chad Henney or whoever their backup is at that time. He's good for nine yards at least every rush. Do you think the Chiefs are going to win the division and be a Super Bowl threat without right. Patrick Mahomes? Right. And also, if they aren't good without Mahomes, you can't hold that against the head coach. Injuries are just something you can't hold against him. I, I, I know comparing a kick returner to Patrick Mahomes is very outlandish and foolish. You know that's all people are going to hear but right you now. you understand what my analogy meant. I just mean if you take away what you think is going to be the game-changing player, that fucks everything. The biggest thing that I, I believe is what you were mentioning is the it's execution is what we lacked severely when it came to our team this year on both sides of the ball and sure. special teams included. Yep. So right, what you said, execution was a big part for special teams at the beginning of the year. It got better. They started yep. executing, blah, blah, blah. We didn't execute in defense a lot, but I think what hung him out to dry was not so much the execution part, was his inability to adapt to a game and to change things up at halftime or change things up on the fly. Hey, they're running this. Let's run this. That's what hung him out to dry, I believe. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with the uh, changing out of Schwartz, bringing him in, and I I, I can see maybe hang on the prefer and see what happens next year, but I guess you give him fully strength and a kicker with another year under him, and you said, you know, Grant coming back, you know, maybe that's a good thing for him. When your assistant coaches come out and unintentionally make you sound like a fucking idiot, uh, like the Browns secondary coach, his yeah. name slips my mind, they interviewed him after the Bengals game, and they said, how did you guys allow uh, Jamar Chase to catch all these passes with T Higgins and Tyler Boyd out. You only had one star wide receiver on the field in Jamar Chase. Right. How did you guys not like double cover him or come up with a game plan? And he straight up said, well, we had a hard time because we weren't sure how to go about it without Higgins or Boyd on the field. We weren't sure if they were coming back. We didn't know what was going on. Wow. Like that to me just screams ineptitude. Those are just idiots. Those are guys that don't know what the fuck they're doing. And the finger can be pointed at Joe Woods in how many weeks, how many weeks were their guys out of position? that everyone's looking at each other shrugging because they're going, where were you? You were supposed to cover this guy. He was wide open. It was just a lot of finger pointing, a lot of shit talking from even the players. Yep. The players would come out and say that they weren't prepared. The scheme wasn't right. The, you know, play calling communication. There were a lot of issues. You didn't hear that with special teams, special teams. Just, they were what they were. They weren't good, but right. there was not much you could have done to fix it because Jakeem Grant got hurt. So your kick return, punt return fucked. Uh, Cade York rookie kicker. He needs to do his job. That's what, not what I mean, was his percentage of made kicks and missed kicks. I mean, I, I, I know, know I know he missed some bad ones, but it wasn't like he was the worst in the league. I don't and think. I mean, on top of it, he had a lot blocked. He had a lot of them blocked. That yeah. could be an issue with the offensive line, who the, the blockers we had out there. That's not necessarily Cade York's fault. Um, then he did miss a lot of easy kicks that I'm like scratching my head because that's another one with the take the points crowd out there that used to bitch and moan that Stefanski goes for it on fourth down too much. How confident are you in the kicker when the guy can't make a fucking chip shot? You really just think take the points is going to fucking work? Well, that shows I mean, you look what dumb Browns fans. Look what uh, look what uh, uh, McCarthy did on on Monday. He got down to that fourth and two. He went for it. Yeah, he said, "Fuck, well, I gotta go." They for fucking it. threw a touchdown, but I yeah. mean, but still, it's like he wasn't going to give that ball back to the kicker. No, to when fuck your kicker is having a bad game and you don't trust him, you don't have confidence in him. You have to play your your strong suit, and if that's leaving the offense out there, you leave the offense out yeah. there. And it's fourth down. You live and die by it. And sometimes we live, sometimes we died. I mean, it is what it is. Look around the NFL. All teams go for it. Again, this just shows me that most Browns fans don't really watch football. I am obsessed. I have a weird addiction. My obsessed wife knows is it. a little understanding. Yeah, I'm putting it mildly. I have a weird addiction. I will try to watch every game possible. I will dedicate my nights to Monday night, Thursday night. If there's a game on TV, if the Browns game's on, I have two screens in my basement. I'm watching as many games as I can. Yeah, they are really dumber during the offseason. Because then, like, again, <laughs> the head coaching, the, the head coach, or not the head coaching, I'm sorry, the defensive coordinator position, all they wanted was a guy that screamed. That made them happy. They don't know schemes. They don't understand. Same thing with Sean Desai. I think Sean Desai is going to be a very good defensive coordinator. 
the guy out of Seattle. Nobody Very, wanted him here. Nobody wanted him here because he's quote unquote analytical. You know who's super analytical? Jim Schwartz. But Browns fans don't know that because they're stupid and they just see a guy yelling and they think he's a macho football man. He doesn't read a book. That's for pussies. No, Jim Schwartz is a really fucking smart guy. He actually is one of the first people. I don't remember the company. It's not pro football focused, but it's somebody like that. Very analytically driven company. And 20 years ago, they announced, they said the first coach to ever reach out to them to get information, Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Browns fans don't want to hear that, though. He's the he's kind of the best of both worlds, though. He does yell at you. Yeah, oh, for sure. So I heard, was I forget who it was. I was driving today. I was just all over the place. But if someone described him as like a Roomba. I don't know if you heard this. No, I didn't. He said a Roomba. It's, it's what, you know, you go to bed, it cleans your house. It puts itself back. You come downstairs, your house is clean. There's no issues, no drama. Kind of like him. You're not going to have to hear about the in-house fighting. You're not going to have to hear about this because he he's going to he's end. going to clean the house up. He's going to make sure everything's perfect by the time the end of the night is over. And you come into work the next day, everything's ready to go. Yeah, so, absolutely. So that, that that's that's kind of what you know we need. We need someone who's going to adapt to football, have a good defense, scheme for Miles Garrett, scheme for your good players, uh, keep the drama in-house, clean it up. People are either going to shape up or ship out, and you move on with life. I'm happy with it. And again, the number one thing is he had, when he was the defensive coordinator for Philadelphia and they had Robert Quinn, um, or was it Philadelphia he was at? Whatever whatever team he worked with Robert Quinn. He was Philadelphia for seven years, yeah. Well, I meant that when he, when he was working with Robert Quinn, I don't remember if Robert Quinn was in Philly. I can't remember off the top of my head. Whenever he worked with him, uh, wherever the stop was, he had a career year in sacks. That's Robert Quinn, who's a good, not great defensive yeah. end. Now he's working with one of the best in the NFL, Miles Garrett, and a guy who, again, knows how to scheme guys to one-on-one -on -one matchups, that's going to be huge for Miles Garrett. Obviously, there's plenty of positions that need to be addressed. Linebacker, we need better safety play. Grant Elpit was fine, but we need a better free safety. I think John Johnson's days are numbered he, here I think in Cleveland. He's gone, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Linebacker, defensive tackle. And uh, interior defensive lineman. And we need a good bookend defensive end opposite Miles Garrett. We need somebody right. to compliment him a little bit more. Is that going to be Alex Wright? Is that going to be Isaiah Thomas? Time will tell. They were young, late Time round. to uh, restructure those contracts, Browns. Let's go get some more money and for that sign. Oh, they're going to. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is Browns fans just immediately go. The, their favorite saying is, I, I had to tell people this. I talked about it a couple weeks ago with my father-in-law. He goes, well, the Browns don't have any draft picks. I'm like, Mike, they have seven rounds in the NFL. We are, we're only missing one pick, and we have multiple in a couple other rounds. We're going to have, I think right now, we have seven or eight draft picks. Yeah. We're fine. We can still What's acquire up, more with trades. What's up, Dave? Um, and then same thing with people just go, well, the Browns don't have any money because they gave Deshaun Watson that contract. You honestly think that Andrew Barry, an Ivy league graduate, whose, whose job is to know about the payroll and the NFL ins and outs of, of structuring contracts and, and, uh, salary caps. You really think he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not going to restructure and figure things out to make sure we have money. No, no we're just going to go in. We're going to go in the season negative. We're going to have to trade miles Garrett to make money. That's how dumb Browns fans are. They don't understand how restructuring contracts work. The rollover money, cutting guys by a certain date. Like John Johnson, I believe, if he's cut by June 1st, saves the Browns $10 million right there. He will there. be gone. And that's and why I love, I love the fact that like every talk show in the, uh, in the last Oh, the Browns week, have no money. They're, they're well, done. No, not that, but they've been, they've been listening to John Johnson's words at the end of the season. Yeah. Like, who fucking cares what yeah. he has to say? He was not a leader. He wasn't good. I wanted him to be good. Half I bought the his issues jersey. we had was because of him. Yeah, I bought his jersey as soon as we bought him. I bought it from China, albeit. But and you still. wore it and you fucked him up. That's what happened. I actually never wore it. It oh. came in with the, the color was kind of off, so I just donated it. But well, that's racist. Either way, it was too brown. Oh wow! Um, no, I'm just kidding. Wow. It actually wasn't brown enough. It was a really weird light brown color that didn't look like their jerseys, and I wasn't stop into talking it. Talking about Tim like that. I don't mind light brown people. I don't like light brown brown jerseys. Let me preface that. 
<laughs> I love Tim. Even mm. even with him being light brown, I don't care. My light brown John Johnson jersey had to go. It had to go. Um, Tim, you're you're welcome. Brown, light brown, black, whatever. Yeah, you I don't say. care. I, you guys know me. I, I love everybody. I'm I'm Jackie Moon. Everybody love everybody. However, there are some things that I hate, and you're gonna hear about them later because I do have awards for my worst show in movies. Um, but let's get to another another category. We're done with Jim Schwartz, right? We're done. We are done with the shorts. All right, let's move on to our next category, and I have my favorite album of 2022 and the nominees are the hum goes on forever by the wonder years no pressure from no pressure sex drugs and country music from wheeler walker jr cowboy tears from oliver tree and misery made me by silverstein and the winner is cowboy tears oliver tree i listen to this fucking album so much oliver tree was no question my number one artist on my apple rewind for the year it was almost like weird how much I listened to Oliver Tree, um, but I love him. I'm a huge Oliver Tree fan now. I, I, I was introduced to him early this year or early last year, I should say, and listened to him nonstop. I still listen to him all the time. He just released a special edition album a couple weeks ago. I know people that I ha I've talked about him so much that I've gotten other people to listen to him. Yeah, I've, I listened to him after we you brought him as your tip earlier. I, I love him. I'm a huge Oliver Tree fan. This music is his. His music is great. It's actually really smart. He plays an idiot character. Uh, and some of the songs sound like they're like spoofs, but if you really dissect the lyrics, you're like, wow, this, is, this shit's deep. Um, I think he's a really talented guy just overall and everything that he's done. I think he's funny, uh, smart, talented. So I'm a huge Oliver Tree fan and Cowboy Tears was my top album of the year. I loved it. I listened to it on repeat. Uh, awesome. so that's my winner. Good choice. All right. Shifting gears back to movies, but we're going to go comedy movie of 2022. Okay. Let me preface by saying this. There were not many great comedies that came out last year. I don't know. I just didn't see many movies that caught my eye or attention. Um, but uh, my nominees for best comedy was uh, Day Shift, which is, I don't know if you've seen it, was with uh, Jamie Foxx. He's on Netflix. He's a vampire hunter. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Okay. I, I couldn't remember the, the movie. thought I it was funny. That. Lost City with uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Good movie. Uh, with, uh, who was it? Brad Pitt. A little too? cameo from Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, I like uh, Brad Pitt. Man from Toronto. Uh, the movie it's on that's I think it's on Netflix as well. It's Kevin Hart Drake. and um no, oh. it's uh Kevin Hart and um oh my god, what's his face? He's from um the zombie movie, shit from Cheers as well. He's a, he's Woody a, Harrelson. Yes, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I never even heard of that. Oh, watch the it. Man from Toronto. So he's a he's a hitman. Is it new? Yeah, it just came out last year on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Never heard. It's of it. on. Okay. It's he's a hitman huh. and um sometimes somehow something gets wired cross wires crossed. And he's he goes to go kill someone, but Kevin Hart's there instead, and it just kind of takes off from there. But it's good, great movie. Interesting. And uh, Jackass Forever was mm -hmm. my uh, top four nominations, and the winner, drum roll, Jackass Forever, because great choice. They do not make bad movies. And no, I love I love everything about Jackass. I was watching this with just tears in my eyes, so watching how hilarious it was. I can't remember like my my most favorite skit, but I think the one where they sat and they got the uh, water was it the water shut up. Or no, they were in the thing where they were naked. Uh, the one where they were trying to zap, or he was, they were trying to light, light the fart on fire? Yes, underneath yeah, the water, Steve yeah. That was fart. fucking hilarious. I mean, I never thought I would see like a dude's butthole as much as I did in that I, movie. They just don't care. Uh, Dave, check out Oliver Tree. I think you'd like him. He was talking about, I think it's called The Man from Toronto. Man from Toronto, yeah, with uh, Woody Harrelson and um, Kevin Hart. Yeah, Jackass Forever. I love everything Jackass related. I've watched every episode from the series multiple times. I watched the movies. The they, they do Jackass two point five. They do the extra ones. What? What? Do, you, um, do they make another one? I mean, they're just getting to a point now where there's 
I think they want to. I mean, the goal, from my understanding, is that they want to continue, and that's why they brought in the younger people because some of the older over. guys they're just not going to be able to do as much. But they want to introduce What's like up, Robert uh, Casper or uh, yeah, Casper's name was I think or Jasper. I'm sorry, Jasper, uh, Rachel Wolfson. Who's the fat, uh, fat short one? Uh, Zach ass. He's Zach the something. he's the one that basically got himself on that show because he yeah, did he, all those like side viral. YouTube movies. Yeah, he went viral, and then he ended up getting a show on MTV where they tried to do like a spoof, and I think it was called Zach Ass because that was his nickname. Uh, didn't it didn't take off because obviously people want to watch the OGs. They yeah, want right. Johnny Knoxville. You want Steve-O. Uh, but I loved it. I mean, they could keep these going on forever. Right. What's up, Robert? Uh, yeah, Bam's trying to come back. He was just on Steve-O's podcast. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but he is in and out of rehab, trying to get his shit together. If they can kind of get every, I'm I'm more concerned about Bam's health than right. him to be in another movie because at this point in in his his life. He doesn't look good. Right. So seeing him in a movie where he's getting the shit kicked and out of him. we've lost a lot of celebrities like this year. So let's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Losing Ryan Dunn really hurt the Jackass franchise. I think if Ryan Dunn never died, we'd probably be on like a fifth or sixth movie at this point. Yeah. Um, but him dying after the third movie, they they took a long hiatus. And obviously it took them 10 plus years or whatever to come right. off Jackass forever. But yeah, Jackass, Wild Boys, all that shit. Viva La Bam. I love it all. I've seen it all a hundred times. Yep. This is shit that I could watch any day. If I, if I get home and I, I want to kill some time or I just want to laugh. They're on a jackass movie. I love them. Well, that's that's my uh, comedy of the year, 2022. If you haven't watched it, please do get do yourself a favor and watch it. Great choice, uh, Tim. Do you have any awards for this one? I do. Hit us. I do. Uh, for I wanted to join the uh, the album because uh, there, there was a lot of good music that came out this year. Honestly, um, and, well, in 2022, uh, at least from my opinion, uh, there was a lot of of, of people that have surprised me. Um, and this one album specifically. Uh, it was the first album that took me out of the person's box and instantly caught me. Like, you know how you listen to something and you and you listen to an artist and you expect a certain sound, expect a certain delivery. Absolutely. And they kind of come a little different. Well, with this album, uh, it, it did that instantly. It was still I was still able to fall in love with it. And that is Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I remember you talking about this on your show. I was really interested in this because I had never heard the album, but I remember you you went on a long tangent. Like you guys were breaking down the songs. Like I was like really good at good, very well informed. Like I, I learned a lot about this album. I didn't know a lot about Kendrick Lamar. I know a few songs here and there, but when you talked about it on, on Timbuktu, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I really love this album. Um, it was a lot of stuff that actually hit home on this album. Um, he had a song, I forgot, I, I said we cry, it's called We Cry Together, um, where literally like saying fuck you like the whole song and then at the end it's like uh um what's the movie baby boy where, where yeah. yvette and uh jody end up fucking like it, <laughs> so it was it was really good the whole album really honestly was uh it was different for me being a kendrick fan how many times you listen to it, you think uh it was it was the, my most listened album um an album on my apple replay that was mine um, for oliver tree just non-stop <laughs> ridiculous the amount of times <laughs> i listen to it a lot i mean I, I like to go through a lot of different music but this was the one album that i kind of kept on repeat um it was it's just it's, it's a really good album like i said it's different from what people kind of expected from kendrick because like even some people didn't didn't like it at first um okay and um, they, and they still might not like it, but I know for me, it was, it was definitely like listening to it at first. I was just like, "Whoa, what is this?" But like after I hear the next track, it's like it's luring me in even more. It was crazy. I love this album. Man. That's awesome, man. Silent, Hell yeah, Silent Hill off of this album uh, was instantly my favorite song 
Uh, first time I heard it, I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> when you hear a song for the first time and you love it, that's a really good sign. Yeah, yeah, that song, that song, I, I, everything that I was listening to, I was just like, it kind of had, I kind of had to sink into it, but I still liked it. But that song, uh, Silent Hill, oh my God, it was instantly, like, I was at work doing doing my visit prep, and it came on, and I'm just like, oh, this Stop song. Stop doing your so, tracks. This song is crack. <laughs> I listened to that song, like, so many times, it's ridiculous. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> That's like the, the first album, uh, the, the first Just the Tip that we did this year, where I did that Fireworks album. Uh, when I first listened to it, honestly, it's way different than their other sound because they're they're you know a pop punk band. So listening to this, you could hear the maturity. And I won't lie, the first couple times I listened, I'm like, hmm, it's gonna take some getting used to. And then I started really paying attention to the lyrics and like what the songs meant. And I was like, oh fuck, they killed it again. They did a great job. Uh, and Robert, we kind of do our own jackass thing on here <laughs> when we do our stunts, like Kyle getting tased when we originally started uh, uh, talking about balls. Kyle did the a lot of Kyle themed here. I mean, you lose a lot. <laughs> uh, Adam talked about that. Uh, the star of the but show on from, this one from Dave's un unscripted. They talked about that because he he's challenging. They're they're calling us out. I don't know if you saw that. I, I didn't see that part. You. Oh yeah, they they came out right away and, and Dave called him out. And Dave said, Adam, before the show, you were talking a little smack about Justin. And Adam's like, well, I wasn't talking smack. He said, I just I just said that we're coming for those belts because we're the they're, we're the champs at Studio Two. Overall, most of the time, we're the champs at Redline Radio. Adam said they're coming for it. And I said, challenge accepted. We're looking forward to it. And Dave said, put your money where your mouth is or do a little competition. And Adam was like, I'm good. He's like, Justin rarely loses. So he's like, I don't want to challenge anything. <laughs> that's a smart man. Uh, but yeah, we kind of do our own jackass. I did stuff. that what though? Sit in a uh, frozen the, water. I would, that sucks. Tub, yeah. Which is ironic that we did that. It's funny that a lot of the punishments I have you do are things that I do for fun. So I've been recently doing cold training. Yeah. So I will take a normal shower and then at the end, turn it as cold as it gets. And I just spin around in the water for three to five minutes, freezing cold. Uh, I actually bought a cold tub for my basement. Uh, I haven't installed it yet because I just got a couple tattoos. So I'm actually not allowed to submerge in water. But when I can, it's a big barrel tub and I just have to get in it with some ice. And I'm going to sit in there for, you know, five, 10 minutes nice. doing cold therapy. Uh, so it's ironic that that was a punishment. That was. I had you eat raw eggs. I was doing that. That wasn't so bad. No, it actually isn't bad. I the was doing that The hot sauce one was fucking horrible. That is something I will never do because I don't even like Frank's Red Hot. That, that, that gets me sweaty. fucking killed me and my ass, and I'm not kidding. That was horrible. Yeah, I'm not into that. But yeah, we kind of do our the own The tasing. Little, I had bruises tasing, for a week. Did the, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, the the shit-flavored jelly beans isn't like a jackass thing, but it wasn't good. I'll no, tell you that. that I did not like disgusting those. too. Uh, but yeah, we have plenty more in, coming up. I got my, I, I lost one. I'm getting the tattoo. Uh, I have to do a karaoke. I've got to do stand up. Obviously, these things aren't jackass quality, but but there's still stuff that not every person likes to go out there yeah, and do all the time. Punishments so. are punishments. That's what we do here. We try to come up with things. We're also getting older, and we we didn't grow up doing jackass stunts. So as me in my 30s, Kyle in his 50s, Tim in his late 20s, a young, handsome stud. I, I know he's a little, he's in his 30s, but I'm giving him some benefit of the doubt. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're we're aging, and we don't want to. I'm not going to be like, yeah, Kyle, go get hit by a car. Like that would be funny, but I've not got exactly. I've got, I've got work to go to. You, know. you have good insurance; you'll be fine. <laughs> we, we'll put a disclaimer: they can't fire you. It'll just be don't right. record it, so no one has proof of it. We're fine. Robert, do a do a bet with Kyle, and you can come into studio and tase him. He loses bets with me all the time. Yeah, well, if you win one, do something with <laughs> do something with your golf league next year. Challenge Kyle in a, in a one of your matches, and if you beat him, naked nine holes. Him. Let's do it. That's another one. <laughs> Loser, loser, naked nine holes is hilarious. Loser has to show off their 19th hole for the day. <laughs> they call that the watering hole, if you know and what I mean. And that's one that I don't want to be there for if you guys are walking around naked on the golf course. I already don't want to go to golf courses. Um, a little surprise uh, award right here that nobody's prepared for on this show oh. but me. Uh, 
if we had to pick a favorite sponsor at Redline Radio, I don't think I could pick one. However, close to the top probably would be Dynatech because of that remote we did, how great and gracious they were to us. We went and saw Dynatech. We're hopefully doing another remote with them soon. Haven't heard anything from Dave uh, recently, a date yet specifically, but I can't wait to go back and see them. Uh, Dynatech, as testified by many customers, uh, their diamond saw blades are the fastest cutting, longest lasting. Their customer satisfaction is how they measure success. Engineers are always available to help you troubleshoot or solve a problem on your job site. They're the only saw blade company recommended by the pavement marking manufacturing industry located in Elyria, Ohio. Dynatech is committed to being the top diamond saw blade around the world. Their products include saw, saw blades, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, core drill rigs, core drill bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, tile saws, and other construction equipment. We stand behind our products with a warranty and customer service that keeps our customers satisfied and earns us the ranking of best in the industry, Dynatech. Contact them today, 1-800-446-9001, located in Elyria, or sales at Dynatech.com, or just go to Dynatech.com, D-Y-N-A-T-E-C-H.com. I just love when you just shift from one thing to another. I mean, just I throw like me off that. my game. And That's of course, I, I left my notebook at home, which had my notes for all my stuff. But it's okay. I, come I keep prepared. these guys on their toes. I come prepared. So we're at Red, uh, we're at Studio Two. Studio Two has a hotline, which if you guys want to use tonight to call in, let us know what your favorites of the year are. Let us know if you want to give us like your top top song, top movie, top position when you get bent over. Whatever you want to do, it's fine. Um, but the official sponsor of Studio Two's hotline is Fitch Trashbin Cleaning LLC. Uh, Fitch Trashbin Cleaning Pressure Washing. Fitch Trash Bin is the locally owned, eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in Northwest Ohio. They service uh, my hometown, North Ridgeville, and many other surrounding areas. You can reach Fitch Trash, Fitz trash Bin Cleaning LLC at 440-752-1533. Uh, give Brandon a call today. Tell him that Team Redline sent you and get 10% off uh, your first service. Here's an award category. Best cover band in Northeast Ohio. Scratch that. Best cover band in the world? Possibly what say you bad juju, the one and only the only nominee. I, they don't even get competition. Bad juju, the best of the best. Um, They're going to be at Lorraine Palace Theater. I think it is uh, on February 3rd. Dave, just let me know about that. So if you want to listen to bad juju, they play a little bit of everything. Great cover band. They're awesome. They're the official band of Redline Radio. Go check them out on February 3rd. Tell them talking about balls and Redline Radio sent you. They will look very confused when you say talking about balls or maybe they're into it. I don't know. Never met the guys yet. Hopefully one day. Check I'm them gonna- out. I'm going to throw a curveball at you guys, too. Do it. Oh. I don't do ad reads on college here. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to read an ad here. And that's for Mike's bar, a beer bar. They're located across the street from PNC Park. So plug your nose. It smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike's bar, a beer bar is, is a premier craft beer destination in Pittsburgh. But we don't really want to go there anyway. Uh, not to Pittsburgh, to but we're going to go for Mike's. <laughs> See, they can just mail me beer. I don't need to right. go to the location. <laughs> they, they have 80 rotating taps with over 500 beers to make sure you find the perfect beer for any occasion. Stop in today. And when you when you go, say, hey, Mike, we're trying to meet you, man. And they're the official sponsor of uh, Steel City Running Lates whenever they come back. However, Mike's Beer Bar stays open year-round because they know how to fulfill commitments and they're hard workers. And they don't need to take. They're eight. probably also <laughs> older than these guys. So they, don't, they don't. They don't only yeah. need to work four months out of the year or whatever. Steel City running late. Bunch, guys of, do, but... bunch of retiree schedules they got going on. I know. There. Must be nice. Let's. Uh, what? Uh, you know, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna just let it go. We're gonna continue with ad reads. Uh, we uh, are here at the beautiful. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, was going, I was going. I was going right. The beautiful studio too. Wiggins Construction Home Improvement. I cannot oh, no. go without mentioning these who built 
this amazing studio that we're in right now. I know you're probably going somewhere else with that ad read, but it's okay. Uh, bathrooms, kitchens, windows, door siding, much more residential or commercial. Uh, these guys take care of you. Uh, they make it look great. They come fix mistakes. If you need something to look, you know, better studio friendly. I mean, they, they did a great job in here. I highly recommend checking this place out sometime. Uh, give Will a call today at 440-731-7654. And of course, Tell them that Justin sent you. Um, I mean, yeah, they, Red Lion sent you. They'll know who you're talking about because we already are in contact with them to put up the the wall of balls for all of our awards and trophies and everything. So they'll <laughs> they'll know who we are. Just mention our name. We should hide they'll small know. pictures of our balls up there, anyways, too, like in the corner of like. A... I've been doing it since we started. <laughs> One day, Dave's gonna open up a tile and be like, "What the fuck?" And it's just pictures of my junk. <laughs> um, I wouldn't do that at Studio Two. It is the beautiful Growing Wings Adult Services Studio Two. Um, that's why we're here, state-of-the-art studio. It's beautiful. Uh, Growing Wings Adult Service has over seven years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, give a call to Lisa. We love you, Lisa, at 234-334-7547. No, oh, good. I know. Right. You know, I, I was going to say I love Studio 2, but, you know, where my home is, it's Studio 1. And that is at Detroit Auto Parts. They are the official sponsor and the official location of, of Redline. Radio Studio One. They have two convenient locations, one on the east side, which is on East 200 um, in Euclid. You can call them today at 216-531-7373 or the west side, which is the one where Studio One resides. That is on Pearl and Burger, and that is 216-398-7373. And if you go in and mention Redline Radio, you will get 10% off. And I love you too, Lisa. Hell yeah, we do. What's up, Lisa? Now, if you're interested in, in going to Detroit Auto Parts on Burger, uh, highly recommend maybe this Friday, maybe this Friday around 5 or 6 o'clock, you might just so happen to run into the guys from Talking About Balls because we are going to be live with our man, our friend of show. And our great. boss. We are going on the grapevine this Friday night from 6 to 8. Uh, just don't go up there all crazy. You never know what kind of mood Grape's going to be in. He might be holding the musket or something. You never know with that guy. That guy, he's... <laughs> He's out off the wall, and I love it. That's why Grape and I get along so well. I wonder what side of the Civil War he'd be on, you think? Hmm. <laughs> Conspiracy Grape. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. He might be on the, the south side. I really don't know. You never know with him. <laughs> he is, he's out there. He's on the east or west. I think that's all he cares about. West side. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we are on the grapevine from 6 to 8 uh, this Friday night. Check us out with Timbuktu. The whole crew will be there. Uh, also, you can check out Money's Crazy Mind Friday night from Studio 2. Saturdays, you've got 4th and 15, hopefully coming back soon. But leading them in is Unscripted with Adam and Dave. That show started off last weekend. Really good shit. They had a bunch of interviews. Uh, those two, you can tell they have a good camaraderie. They get along well. So check that out from 11, I'm sorry, from 10 to noon on Saturday mornings from Studio 2. And then at night, you've got Comedy and Cocktails with Jen Jen from 8 to 8.30 to 9.30, I'm sorry. Then TMI, too much information from 10 to midnight, rounding out Studio 1 on Saturday nights. Mm -hmm. Sunday. If you want to get up right and early for the couple of weeks of the year that Steel City Running Lates decide to do their show, it will be from 10 to noon coming. Is that the new old man schedules, 10 to, 10 to 12? Yeah, because I think those guys go to bed at like 3, so, so they got to get the show over 10 to 12, with. Steel City Running Lates 10 to 12. Yeah, they're early risers, and they, you know, Jesus. they go to bed before well, the sun's still out, so they got to start their show early as fuck. got six hours by that point. You're so right. check it out, Steel City Running Lates, and it's going to help with Chipper's lighting because obviously the dude does his show from a cave, so if he does it when there's actual sun out, he'll be all right. Uh, hey, what's up, Sharon? We actually talked about Schwartz a little bit in the beginning. We we all love it. Uh, huge fans of the, the hire. Uh, I'm excited to see what he has to do. Put a little attitude on this defense, get guys to actually do their job. So there's not a lot of this going around. What the fuck? Where were you? You were supposed to cover this guy. Um, also, after Steel City running late, so you've got Medium Ratchet from 6 to 7. Check them out on Sunday nights. 
Monday, you've got Just Therapy with Sean Boyd and Tim Buck, too, is the producer of that show. So check it out all the time. Bring in the funny. Sit on the couch. Do Fourth a little therapy. Fourth back next week. Look at that. Are they? Hell yeah. I can't wait to see that. Melon Smooth. We miss those guys for sure. Lee have been producing the Just Therapy, so I can't take that credit. Oh, that's true. You used to, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay. I didn't know you'd stop doing it. Okay. Actually, that makes sense because I saw you were doing a comedy show on Monday night, right? Okay, that makes sense. It all it all works up now. I, it all clicks together. I forget half the time when I'm doing this. I get on such a fucking roll. You know where you'll definitely find Tim on Tuesday nights? That's Tim Buck too, from <laughs> six to eight. He's always got good guests. They're talking about everything between life, comedy, anything. Honestly, goals. It's a great show. Oh, thank you, Sharon. Love you too. Hopefully, see you guys soon. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, also, you've got Gary Wenner spinning the tunes from six to ten. He plays everything and he takes requests, guys. You don't get requests anymore. Nowadays, you call a radio station. Everything's pre-programmed. There's just some fucking 12-year-old kid sitting behind the studio that's an intern just hitting a button on a computer. They're not actually listening to what you have to say. Gary Wenner will listen. Gary Wenner will play what you want to hear. Uh, and then you got Broad Street South. I hear they're coming back very shortly. Uh, so we look forward to hearing from Angel again. And then on Wednesdays, you've got Cleveland's Finest starting February 1st from 4 to 6 here at Studio 2. More competition. I'm starting wow. to think Dave and Lee were a little they're, they're intimidated by talking they're, about balls. They're loading up the schedule here. He's really out there, you know, heavily recruiting for Studio 2 because they're trying to take us down. Because, again, they, for some reason, only work three months out of the year. So they need somebody to try to dethrone us. I don't blame them. Who produces Cleveland's Finest? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, that will be produced by Rob. Uh I believe that's his name. I'm so terrible with names. But is <laughs> Rob the show. one? Is Rob the one we met at uh the Dynatech thing? He went by Ziggy. No, no. What happened to him? Uh, Ziggy is zigged out. Okay, hey, that happens. <laughs> Ziggy out. Okay, okay. Rob will be the producer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're looking forward to meeting those guys and seeing their show starting February first. And then you've got talking about balls from seven to nine every Wednesday night. Bringing bringing the bullshit. I guess is the best way I can describe it. We don't really have like a. You know, we talk sports. We talk about everything. So it's just like us. We're sitting across from each other at a bar talking. I mean, that's, that's, that was our it. goal of the show was just we're guys sitting around shooting the shit. Uh, so just imagine we're at a bar, but we get to throw in this, you know, Saturday Night Live weekend update setup. And then you've got She Vibes from 830 to 930. And that's everything you'll find on Redline Radio LLC. Check it out every day of the week. A little bit of something, something for everyone out there. That's what I like about Redline Radio is there is no matter what your taste or preference, there's going to be a show for you. Yeah, Rob so we, J. I knew it was Rob, but I just couldn't remember the second part. Yeah, that is a tough last name to remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rob J. <laughs> will be producing. Uh, all right. Well, we will get right back into it. I wanted to throw them off with that. And I shifting think gears back to sports, I eh? Succeeded. Yeah, let's recap some games. So Robert in the comments said, let's go Giant and Jags, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Robert, we got to recap the week that was. And that, of course, started off Saturday afternoon. The San Francisco 49ers taking on division rival. Seattle Seahawks. Some good games this weekend. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, there's some good games. Oh, uh, coming up or no? This this past weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Monday was, that was boring. But. Saturday and Sunday, uh, the first game, obviously San Francisco Seattle, kind of got boring after a while. San Fran kind of beat the brakes off Seattle. Looked good for like the first couple quarter, you know, first quarter and a half, give or take. Um, but overall, San Francisco, Seattle was no match for them. They no. they just established dominance, and Brock Purdy looks like a fucking what's really funny to me i don't get it he looks pretty he does but what's really funny is i watched some tape afterwards because i'm a huge nerd and i watch people like highlighting individual plays he made really really bad decisions in that game that seattle just didn't capitalize on like he threw some balls into like triple coverage double yeah. coverage really bad plays that against a slightly better defense that shit's not going to work so i'm really curious to see them going forward playing against 
if the Cowboys defense can show up like the Cowboys defense that showed up on Monday night, very curious to see how San Francisco looks. I just, I'm also a believer that you can put anybody in that position on his offense and they're going to be manageable. Yeah. And I mean, I see a lot of comparisons. That's the other funny thing for, you know, again, not to, not to keep going down, hammering down on Browns fans. And this isn't just Browns fans. This is fans everywhere. There are fans that just think, um, you know, any quarterback should be good for your team because look at what they did with Brock Purdy, the set, the last pick in the draft. They just, they think any quarterback can just be good if they're, they have the right coach. However, a lot of people fail to remember that they realized their offense was lacking in some things. So they made a huge trade to get Christian McCaffrey. <clears throat> they have Debo Samuel and had to lock him up to a huge contract because he is one of the better offensive weapons in the NFL. They have one of the best tight ends in football in George Kittle. They have one of the best offensive lines that they've invested a lot of money into. So it's not just like they can throw any quarterback in and they're good. There is a huge, and they have the number one defense in football. They have everything aligning around them. And, Normal Browns fans and NFL fans that don't really pay attention to football don't understand that. They just think whatever quarterback you give this guy, they're going to be good. Don't get me wrong. Brock Purdy looks amazing, but he also has a lot of good pieces around him. It's hard to be bad in that. It's also weird that McCaffrey stayed healthy. It's kind of ironic. Right? Like he gets on a, he gets on the 49ers and now you have not seen this kid get hurt at all. Normally he's a, he's a glass how well in his house. defense he only had he's been in the league for like five years or whatever and he's only had two seasons with injury and those are the last two seasons right ironically enough it's just funny that like, he seemed like he was always some even before that like he'd maybe miss a half a game or be out or he'd miss one game um, or something but to so, me it, it kind of reminds me of like the derrick henry syndrome what's happening with derrick henry derrick henry went from never missing a game to now he's missing chunks of the season at a time yeah. i think it's just overuse and that's the worry again browns fans Stop wanting to give Nick Chubb the ball 50 times a game. He is a human. He is a human running back. They wear down. The the more you use Nick Chubb in meaningless situations, and I'm speaking specifically about the Steelers game, because Brown fans are still calling into radio shows and saying Stefanski should have used Nick Chubb more against the Steelers in that last week. Dumb Browns fans, hear me out. If Nick Chubb tore his ACL, broke his leg, did anything, God forbid, in a meaningless Week 17 game, you would all change your tune and you would all say that Kevin Stefanski needs to be fired because why is he playing Nick Chubb in this meaningless game? You're dumb. Kevin Stefanski knows what he's doing. As much as you wanted to beat the Steelers, as much as you wanted to play spoiler and kick them out of the playoffs would have been great, but we had to go about it in a smart way. Taking Nick Chubb off the field at times was the smart thing to do. The other thing that hurt us was the defense. Yeah. It was 20 to 14. Deshaun Watson was leading a comeback. What did the defense do? They gave up three consecutive third and longs to Kenny fucking small hand, bum ass Kenny Pickett. Not the you offense's suck. fault, but everyone wants to just harp on Kevin Stefanski. I saw guys breaking down Deshaun Watson film after the Steelers game going, oh, this guy sucks. He should have done this, should have done that. We were within six points. That's striking distance to win the game. The defense choked. They gave up a touchdown and they gave up a two point conversion. But yeah, let's just blame Stefanski. Let's just blame Deshaun Watson. How do we get back to the Browns in this tangent? Uh, because we were talking about uh, McCaffrey staying healthy. Let's find ourselves running backs back out of that down. hole. We're a Cleveland show. I have to do it. <laughs> I have to just tell Browns fans they're dumb sometimes. Um, but it was a meaningless game. Yeah. I get it. You want to play spoiler. You want to go out there and look like the Lions did against the Packers. But the Packers just weren't a good team this year. How often most of the year was everyone like the Packers suck? They're, they're terrible. Yeah, they were on the cusp of making the playoffs. But let's be honest. They would have gotten their asses kicked by the Niners. Yeah. I think we all would agree with that. It would have been a much uglier game on Sun- on Saturday had it been the Packers playing the Niners than the Seahawks. Um, 
So everything in the NFL is just not apples to oranges. Browns fans just think it is. And it's, they're dumb. I, I can't help it. I have to come in here and tell them they're dumb every every few minutes. One of these days, he won't call you dumb, guys. I promise. Probably not. And you guys got to prove me wrong. Prove to me that you're not dumb. Watch. Again, I will start teaching classes. I will have, you know, Sundays with JG. We can sit down and watch football. And I'll explain to you Sounds things like that are happening. a bad church episode. It could be. Um, and yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he is no longer the main focal point. Carolina was riding him like a fucking horse. So they had to use him on every play because he's all they had on offense for the most part, especially last year. You've got Sam Darnold. You don't have a good quarterback. It's hard to get the running game established when you don't have a good quarterback, a la uh, Jacoby Brissett. When defenses started figuring out the Browns offense because Jacoby Brissett's a limited quarterback, they were able to clamp down and stop the run, which made things difficult for Nick Chubb. However, Browns fans think just keep running him into a fucking wall because he had that's more what carries this year than any other his, than any yeah, other season. More carries, more yards, but it's still never enough. Yeah. for Browns fans, just more, just more. Uh, yeah, just the most he's ever had, and you know, top three in the NFL and all those categories. But to Browns fans, wasn't enough. Fire Stefanski. They're whipping him with the that they really just want to run him into the ground, and then when he has to retire at the age of thirty or twenty-eight because running backs don't last long in the NFL, and when he's getting hurt all the time, that's when Browns fans will be like, "Whoa." Maybe they overused him, but hindsight's always 2020. Um, Niners win easily against the Seahawks on Saturday. Uh, what was the final? 41 to 23 in a, you know, pretty much what we expected. I think we all picked the Niners for that one. Slow start thought, for the 49ers, though. For I sure. mean, Seattle went into the half, I think, winning, though. Yeah, they did. It was, it, it kind of looked like the Niners were struggling, and then they came on that second half and, and they said, made what? Right, we figured it made it out. changes. And yeah. The funniest weird. thing, though, is that I didn't know this. This is, this shows my, again, Pro football players should know more than me. Uh, Peyton Manning, did you watch the Manning cast on Monday? I watched parts of it, yeah. Did you hear what he said about halftime adjustments? No. He goes, I always hear people talking about halftime adjustments. He goes, players do not make halftime adjustments, nor do coaches. Like, they don't come in and tell you, like, let's do this, do that. He goes, you go to halftime, you've got about 10 minutes. You go to the bathroom, eat a couple oranges, and the coach goes, all right, let's go back out. He goes, we, there's no halftime adjustments. He's like, coaches might make adjustments with their play calling, but there's no, like, running up to the chalkboard and being like, hey, we got to do this, we got to do that. Peyton Manning's like, in my whole career, we never made halftime adjustments. He's like, you go in, you go to the bathroom, you come back out. That's it. So, learned a little bit. I love the Manning cast, personally. I think they did a really good job. They need to just make it all just Manning cast going forward. They do, but the the one thing for me, and I said this before, I said this last year, I think they, you know, I blamed, I, I let COVID be the excuse, so I understood. They need to get those guys in studio. Yeah, yeah. Get your guests sense, in yeah. studio. Um, the, the delay with over talking over everybody because they're all doing it on a, on a cast, a feed. Uh, I don't like that. That really irritates me. I'd like, I don't know be, why Eli and Peyton are in different places. Makes no sense to me because, because yeah. their contract worked out that way. Their agents were like, I mean, yeah, hey, I they're going to do it remotely. And ESPN's like, fuck it, whatever you want. So I don't blame them. I mean, they're both together. Hilarious. And they, they got their timing down pretty well. Yeah. They're uh, great. It's just it's a just, guest. Yeah. The yeah. guests, they're always, they're always talking over each other or, you know, there's a delay. So they'll try to ask a guy a question and the guy starts talking over them and they don't know they're talking over each right. other because of the delay. And it just, you're kind of sitting there listening to awkwardness and they're like, oh, oh no, no, you go, you go, you go. It's like, I just want to hear did a you, nice Speaking flow. of the cat, did you watch the the McAfee cast during the one, uh, during national championship day? No, I actually, I enjoy Pat McAfee in clips. I find him annoying in long, in big oh, So he just says the funny part. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, when there's like a, a, a two minute video on YouTube, I'll throw it on or, or on uh, Twitter or whatever. But a whole Pat McAfee episode of something, I can't do it. He's too much. <laughs> I love. They brought him on the Manning cast once. Yeah, um, he's good. Like he's a, hilarious. A small doses. He's very funny. I, I I just love the fact that Aaron Rodgers goes on his show every fucking week. Exclusively. He, he snubs everyone else, yep. but goes Only right Pat on their McAfee. show all the time. 
which is funny because they don't have a connection. Like Pat McAfee, he went to West yeah, Virginia. They, they got uh, AJ Hawk. Right, but what I'm saying is like oh, they never played together. Like you know, um, they 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 were never teammates. So right, that's what right. I find funny about yeah. it. Um, and then you have the comeback of all comebacks. The Saturday night game was Jacksonville uh, hosting the Los Angeles Chargers with the Chargers going into halftime with a 27 to nothing lead. And then they lose the game 31 to 30. I won a lot of money off that game. I did too, actually. I got really lucky. I did. I started off with an Austin Eckler first touchdown score. Nailed it. Um, and then randomly, I, I I figured out live betting, and I'm kind of addicted to that. I love it. I've never, I've never done In-game tried live betting. So the Jaguars had just gotten the ball in like a punt or whatever. And I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, I think Zay Jones just caught a touchdown. I forgot who had the other touchdown, Evan Ingram, whatever. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm, you know what? I'm kind of feeling Christian Kirk here. So I go, Christian Kirk, because they ask, who will be the next person to score a touchdown? And you could pick from either team. So it's like if you think they're going to punt and it's going to go to, yeah. you know, uh, in this game, for instance, Keenan Allen, I went, no, I'm I'm really feeling um, uh, Christian Kirk here. Next thing you know, they drive down, touchdown Christian Kirk. I'm like, holy shit, I love what this. What was the odds? Was it I did plus? like, oh, yeah, I, I put $5 down. I won like 60-something dollars. Like, <laughs> the odds are good. The odds are really good. Uh, uh, we like fun. to preface 1-800-GAMBLER if you have issues. The only problem I have with gambling is I need to win more money because I'm doing really good. And it, after I make a bet, I just go, fuck, I should have put more down on that because I've hit a lot of money. The one, though, I did get fucked last night. Uh, I bet on Joel Embiid. I think I told you that yeah, this morning. Yeah. I did a Joel Embiid bet. Their game started at 10 o'clock, 10.30, whatever. They were on the West Coast against the Clippers. It was, will Joel Embiid get a double-double? Plus 100 odds. It was a boosted pick. That means you double your money. They only give you a maximum of $50, so I bet 50 bucks. Figured I'd wake up to $100 in my account or add it into my account. No problem. The motherfucker scored 41 points, nine rebounds. That's it. <laughs> Couldn't get that one more rebound to make me my $50, so instead he cost me $50. But I truly am... I'm positive in the amount of money that I've yeah. made so far since it started by a wide margin. And I I don't have any bets tonight. It's the first night that I had not put any bets down. I have some. Yeah, I just didn't get around to it. It's been a crazy I, day. I just yeah. check every day and I check the boosts and I check what kind of bonuses that they're doing and I try to just stick with those. Yeah. And then I throw in a couple easy ones just to make sure I'm I'm recouping money. Uh, for instance, I won't bore you guys with the details, but I did one for the Cavaliers. They had a boost tonight where if you have to pick either Cavs or Memphis money line, and if either team is up by 10 at any point, They'll call it. They'll say you win that money for your for your pick. You take the Memphis money, or line. you get the money line. So I hedged my bet. So I used that ten point bonus because the Cavs are underdogs. Yeah. And I put ten dollars on the Cavs, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's like plus three hundred something odds. Yeah. So it turns into like forty bucks. Um, I did that only because they only need to go up by ten at one point. So I thought if they start off kind of hot and they're up like twelve to two, Memphis takes a timeout. When it hits ten points, DraftKings is going to pay you out. That's the bonus. And then I also took the Memphis money line for a lot more money. So if they win the game outright, I'm winning money regardless. Yeah, smart, so smart, hedge smart. Hedge my bet. And I also have a couple little parlays here. And again, I've been winning really well, so I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, last Gamble night, responsibly, folks. Last night was my first night that I, I took a couple losses, but I didn't do a lot of betting. I did the Joel Embiid one, and I did – there was a boost for some college games, and Kansas was one of the picks. And Kansas, of course, lost, so it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I had a nine-game parlay last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, you showed me that. I Notre hit, Dame. hit eight of them, and Notre Dame fucked me. That's the joys of a parlay. You hit all those. I did one on Monday that was fucking wild. I'll talk about it when we get to the Monday night game. So I'll remind me to bring that up. Um, but yeah, huge win for the Jaguars. They came back from a 27-point deficit at halftime and won the game. Uh, the, the third largest comeback in football history, if I'm not mistaken. And I think it's like the number one playoff comeback yeah. in history. Because, I mean, that's more than the 28-3 to Super Bowl for the Patriots. 27 nothing, obviously, is more than that. Um, 
So crazy games this weekend. We are going to get to the Sunday games here in a second. But without further ado, we are back to awards. And here we have a nominee for me or a category for me. Best unknown movie. These are movies that you guys have probably never heard of because I watch a lot of weird shit. I will watch movies that uh, no one's ever heard of. I tell you guys all the time, watch the movie, a Serbian film. It's one of the most fucked up movies you're ever going to see. Probably none of you have actually heard of it. I recommend watching it because it's really fucked up. And I like watching weird shit that's going to make you stay up at night because you're going to go, why the fuck would anybody watch this? Why would anybody make this? That's the kind of shit that I like to watch. Um, he likes that weird porn too. Don't worry about it. If, if you ever watch the movie, a Serbian film, you will, you'll wish you didn't say what you just said about it being weird porn. That's all I can say about that. Um, if you just read the synopsis of, of Serbian film. Tara tie, like tying you up with like paper clips in your bedroom or something like that. That is Sesame Street compared ah. to a Serbian film. That's all I can say. Um, but my best unknown category out, uh, um, nominees are The Outfit, Deadstream, Studio 666, Terrifier 2, and Bones and All. And the winner is Deadstream. A straight-to-shutter horror movie it is a found footage kind of movie um i really love this this was a an under the radar movie that i've actually had on a list for quite some time to watch is it horror or is it a horror comedy it's a horror comedy okay. so shutter does a lot of exclusive movies right to their app which i'm a subscriber of and most of them if i'm being honest aren't great they're they're low budget they're just you know i'll watch any horror movie so i'll throw it on whatever uh deadstream had some good uh praise and i had meant to watch it for a while and i finally got around to it I loved it. It is a quick synopsis. It's about a uh, very famous YouTuber who gets basically canceled because of something he did or said. I forgot exactly what Seems it was. It's like a theme this year in movies. Yeah, I mean, because it's popular. I mean, that's a, that's a huge uh, real-life situation, so that's what shows or movies like to do. They like to try to stick with the times. Uh, so he's getting canceled, losing a lot of fans, losing a lot of money over something he said or did or whatever, um, and he wants to win everybody back. So he says, I am going to lock myself in this super haunted house for the night and he has you know the GoPro on he's got cameras synced up in every room and he goes inside the house locks himself in and does his live stream he's got cameras everywhere all of a sudden he's sitting in one of the rooms he's like you know there's nothing here this house is pretty boring he's up in a room and everyone starts commenting and they're like holy shit look at this room we just saw ghosts he goes back and watches some film and next thing you know a bunch of crazy shit starts happening but again it's kind of a comedy it has some jump scare moments which actually got Tara quite a bit and it also has really funny moments. Like the way this guy screams is super fucking funny. So hearing him <laughs> get scared and run around was hilarious. Um, I'll admit the, the graphics and the special effects are super cheesy, which I love. That's great though. Uh, yeah. So like the, the ghost girl in the movie that's, that's running around her makeup and everything looks super tacky. Like it looks like it's a like a high school movie almost, but it's fucking awesome. And it truly so was, it, was. It's probably done on purpose though. You think? Right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. they, they purposely went in knowing like this isn't going to look great. Cause then there's other special effects for other things and, and, you know, people in the movie that they did a really, really good job on. So highly recommend it. If you've got shutter, uh, I think shutter is like five or six bucks a month. It's super cheap. They probably have other streaming service. Though. You could probably find it <laughs> streaming on a, you know, if you, if you know how to Google things to watch for free, you could probably find it. Um, or, you know, do a free trial of Shudder for a month. But I highly recommend checking out Deadstream. Really, really like this movie. I actually had it in my movie of the year category. But then I thought about how nobody has probably ever heard of it. So it's going in my unknown movies. I like it. So my next category, I don't I don't have any nominees. Just I'll just name the winner. Uh, best book, because I honestly did not read much in 2022. But most of the books I did read were the just Bible. all. Yes, the Bible. <laughs> yes, the Bible is a nominee with this. No. I read a lot of self-help books last year. It was more I, I made last year more about me and 
and kind of obviously keeping that going into 2023. Uh, but my winner overall is a book called Stop Overthinking. Um, and this honestly is just a um, me to a T, basically. If anybody, all my friends know me, I just overthink every situation and I look too deep into certain situations. Um, and that's just who I am. And then this book is actually really good if you haven't read it. It's a quick read. It's it's not that big. Uh, that's what she said. Um, but heard that a lot. You, can, uh, <laughs> you can read it pretty quickly, but it gets to the point. It helps you out. It gets some pointers, some good, good stories that are in there. And it kind of makes you kind of think like, you know, maybe that's me. You know, I could see myself doing that or doing this. And, you know, in every day you start thinking, well, what can I do differently or what should I not do? Um, but I highly recommend it, especially if you're into books that just give you different ways of uh, thinking and seeing life. So great choice. I'll go into the next nominee since, you know, we're doing yeah, I didn't know if Tim, do you have another one? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Uh, I, I do. Um, I don't have the picture up for it. Okay, no uh, worries. But so, like I said, I didn't watch a whole lot this year, um, but I did watch enough to have a couple couple movies that I like. Um, and it's it's another it's another superhero movie, but it, it surprised sensing me. a trend. It surprised me here a little bit, to be honest. I wasn't expecting it. Black be... Thor over here. I like it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be good. Um, I expected it to be meh at best. Um, and that movie is, I'm trying to hurry up and pull it up. <laughs> Take your time. That movie is led by do, 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 do. everybody's favorite wrestler. I, I, I had a feeling I knew where this was going. He's the, he's the he's really is the people's champ. Um, and I really believe he kind of showcased that in this movie. And that is Black Adam. I, I too really like that movie. I'm... I'm half and half on it. Um, it it really surprised me. Um, I think the the I mean, it wasn't like a super twist in it, but the twist kind of um was pretty good. It threw it it threw me off for sure. Um, I didn't it like you know some movies you can kind of right away see like okay that's different yeah. that's different that's for not sure what that is. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. I thought they I thought DC did amazing with this movie. I felt like all the characters did well. All the all the actors. But each character did well, um, and I really loved how it how it ended. I feel like this movie took a lot of shit. It, it got really, really bad reviews, and like it was like renownedly bashed. Um, so I, I went into it really skeptical when it, I waited till it went to HBO Max and I watched it, and I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, it's nothing to write home about. It's nothing special. But again, I think I think with me, hey, what's up, Grape? We already talked about how we're going to be on, on on Friday night. We can't wait. Uh, we actually, Kyle asked, we, we'll bring it up on, on Friday night. He wants to know which side of the Civil War you were going to be on. Yeah, we could talk about and, it on Friday. It's you know, north, north or South. And I said, you're East or West, probably West side. You're from California. So that's my guess. How do they do it? They cross their fingers. I can, I can barely do it. But West Side, I know that shit. <laughs> you would fit right in a gang, I promise you. Hell yeah, dude. I just, I don't wear colors. So that's the other good thing is no one's going to mistake me for a blood or a crip because I pretty much only wear black. I don't know Neutral. what gang that is. I'm emo, I guess. Or goth. Is that a, is that a gang? Um, their own gang yes but uh but yeah no i really liked black adam also tim i i agree with that i was actually gonna maybe use that for a tip in the future uh because it was a good movie i thought it was cool and again it goes with my personality i do like morbid kind of things and the fact that you know the the rock is a badass that's like fuck it he'll kill people uh spoiler alert for the movie but i'm assuming most of you knew that um i like that a lot i i, I really so like black adam a lot my, my only knock on the movie is it's a good movie good story i i thought like pierce bronson did great in a movie i thought the character's great. I'm just tired of watching The Rock play The Rock in Rock movies. Sure. And that's personally, that's my gripe with um, 
guys like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Like Kevin Hart in yeah. every movie is the same character. Right. So eventually, I mean, it kind of got even old with like Will Ferrell after a while. You're kind of like every movie, he's just the same guy playing this dummy. Um, so there were some Will Ferrell movies as his career dragged on where I was like, all right, not that great. Like, uh, not just because Kevin Hart's in it. I know this is going to be, it's going to seem that way, but um, go hard or get hard. That movie was okay. I don't yeah. think it's really a classic compared to other ones. Anchorman 2, I thought sucked. Like there's a lot of Will Ferrell movies that I didn't really like because the character is just the same guy over and over again. Um, but yeah, I mean, The Rock is just, he's big, muscular, and he's going to play this big badass. That's like it. when he when he, he played- he, de the, he definitely smelled a lot. Uh, he was smelling what some people was cooking a lot in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just one of those things where I like, you know, when he played in uh, Jumanji, he played like the yeah. more like scared feminine version. And I kind of like that because yeah, like, he's he outside he the box. He has a little bit of range. Yeah, he was outside the box, but like- And then this, he goes back to just doing- his This was a stick. rock playing the rock playing a rock movie just- that whole suit was chiseled to him and shit like that. And all that, you know, whatever. But I mean, it's a good movie overall. I just, that's my only knock on it was just that part. All right. And uh, Kyle, you were going to go into your yes, next, next category. Next category, best TV show of all time for my, Ooh, for okay, my award. Choice, Throwing out an all time here. Got a couple nominees. Uh, Seinfeld, uh, how, I Met, how I Met Your Mother, The Office, and King of Queens are my top four movie, uh, TV shows of all time. Uh, and the winner. Just comedy TV shows or overall? Just overall TV okay. shows. Um, I noticed you only had comedy in the category, so I wasn't I sure if you were just doing sitcoms. Um, the Office wins it overall for me. Anybody who knows me should not be surprised at this by any chance. Um, Seinfeld's a close second. How I Met Your Mother and King of Queens all all really close for me. I guess they're more like 30-minute TV shows because there's TV shows I like that are like an hour long. Yeah, sure. That's specify, why yeah. with this category, like that's sitcoms. why I was like, yeah, it's your favorite yeah. sitcom. Uh, but The Office, love The Office. Um, I can quote the movie, uh, quote, quote the show pretty well every season, what they do. Um, but honestly, it's one of those things where it's just, I just started watching and rewatching. I think I've seen the entire series over 15, 20 times. Uh, if you've been in my house, you know, a basement, I have a shit ton of office stuff. I just got some really cool memorabilia from Justin for Christmas, um, stuff that's used on the, sh on the set. So yeah, love the show. Amazing show. It wins my best overall TV show for my Tabby award. Now my tab category here is in a similar boat, but mine is just the best show that I watched in 2022. And these all happen to actually have come out in 2022. Uh, I, as you guys know, I like entertainment. I like movies. I like TV shows, books, music, everything. I really like to just be overstimulated with entertainment. Um, so I watched all of these shows here and let's go without further ado. Your categories for best show of 2022 are Peacemaker, Wednesday, The Offer, House of the Dragon, The Patient, and Pam and Tommy. And the winner is Peacemaker. I loved this show so much. We're going back to back. Me and Tim with the DC programming on HBO Max. Um, Great show. Another another guy, you know, another DC comic show with superhero show with a wrestler, ex-WWE wrestler, or I guess current. Far more back. range than The Rock, though. Um, yeah, no, John Cena blew me away. I'm truly not a big John Cena fan I love in the him wrestling in train, world. Rick. Um, train he was, was great in Trainwreck. I, I, John Cena, I think, is a really good actor. He, the, the shit that he's willing to you. do. You're gonna what? Um, the movie <laughs> Cockblockers. He was really funny in. Like John oh Cena my has. God, he's just a dad. really funny dude. Yeah. And uh, Peacemaker, I think, again, he really showed his range. I liked the Suicide Squad. Uh, I loved that movie, and then the fact that he got his own show because of that. I, I was a huge fan of. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. You look like a pimp ass version of Cisco and Ebert. Got that right. Great. I mean, I'm wearing we my try. finest tuxedo t shirt. I told I'm dressed you guys, up. I got my. I got a long. I got a button. I told on. you guys I was dressing up for the tabbies, and I did not disappoint. <clears> I don't <throat> think. Uh, but yeah, the Peacemaker for me that wins best show of 2022. I absolutely loved it. I cannot wait. I actually, when I was getting this picture ready for Tim, I looked at the the date, and it said it premiered in January th uh, of 2022. And I was like, fuck, it's been a year since that came out. And I, Season I really two confirmed. 
I think it was, it's just going to take a while to come out. But I, that's what I was thinking is like, man, I miss that show. It needs to come back quick. I hate waiting more than a year for a new season or something. But so let me ask you real quick, this in a tangent. Do you sure. like how Netflix releases TV shows where it's all at once? Or do you like the trickle effect of episode every week? Uh, I mean, I understand doing it weekly because it's going to keep your subscribers. It's going to keep people, it's going to keep making you money. Whereas right. Netflix will let you just binge something. And I think that binging shows off the rip, it hurts. Because you're going to watch it in a weekend and you forget about it. Yep. Whereas HBO goes, all right, once a week, you have to slow yeah. play this. Some people will wait and they'll be like, all right, the show's been out for a month. Let me watch three episodes this yep. weekend and then I'll catch up. Um, with Netflix, like you said, though, you could watch an entire series or season of something yep. in a Which weekend. Which I normally do. And then I kind of look at it as like you you fast forward a couple of months and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. I watched watch it, it again. I forgot. Yeah. So I, I, I do like the trickle from... From a company standpoint, I understand the weekly releases. Like The Last of Us just came out fantastic. Speaking of which, did First you like episode? it? Oh, it was great. I fucking it was loved phenomenal. it. So I'm glad I, I made that. I thought the girl who plays Ellie week. fucking nailed it. Joel nailed it. I, yeah, everybody did a great job. I think it's the, the adaptation of the TV show or of the video game, I'm sorry, is fantastic. The way they added um, in video game parts, the yeah. truck, the truck thing was it perfect. It just sucks that, yeah, we have to wait weekly. I mean, the same thing with House of the Dragon. Yeah, it's one of those shows where, like, every time it ended, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm so excited. And it's like, I have to wait seven fucking days for yeah. another one. Um, but did, I understand it. Did you did you catch the clicker at the end of the episode? Yeah, on top the, of the building. Yeah, good. Yeah, that, some people didn't notice that at first. Yeah, I, I can't back, wait. Yeah. I, I'm so excited for this Sunday to watch another one. Let's <sighs> start um, watching playing the game again. I think. So, spoiler alert: that one might be my tabby winner for best show of 2023. It's Whoa. early, early nomination. Um, but yeah, so that's it for that. And now we get back to talking a little bit about sports. Back to sports. Sunday well, playoff. I got a show. I got oh, you got another one? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said time. you only had three for the show. I, I did, but I'm He's doing I, I, research I, while I, we're recording. I like this. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, you guys have inspired me uh, through the pick your picks. Um, this pick uh, is, to me, um, one of my favorite shows, uh, which because of The Office, um, it, it made me love it so much. Um, this show, I actually, when I describe it to people, I say, imagine The Office on crack. Um, and this show is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, dude. <laughs> it's I no office, but it's fucking hilarious. This, it's it, great, though. It's, I, it's clearly huge... not the office. I mean, that's what she said is is, is, is in my everyday language. I, I was at work. One of my supervisors said something, and I said that's what she said under my breath so she wouldn't necessarily <laughs> hear it. If I but... find someone who never laughs at it, that's what she said because that's just meant to be funny, then you're <laughs> weird to me. Right. So what she said, she's like, what? What'd you say? I said, that's what she said. <laughs> and she instantly smirked because she knew what she yeah. said that made me, made me say it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I got to be me. She's like, yeah, you're you. <laughs> when, when people get it and they have that kind of humor, that's the best part about it. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, I just, I just felt like it, it, it was, it was a nice shift from The Office, like, cause I was like, like, I don't think there's any gonna be any other show that I like more than The Office. And Who's I, your I favorite like character this on this show? Um, uh, I know mine. <laughs> so it's kind of tough because I feel like they all play. They're all so different. Yeah, like they all come from such a different. Besides the uh, the two guys, uh, I got their name. Uh, was some in Hodge? Uh, oh, uh, I forgot uh, the, the old guys. I know who yeah, exactly you're talking about. I forgot their names. Them, I haven't they, watched a show in a while. Oh yeah, they play the same the same character in different like forms, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, Jake is Jake Peralta's classic. <laughs> My mine is by far the police chief. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's so fucking his, funny. His, he is definitely his hilarious. humor is on just fucking uh this top level. Terry's funny as fuck. 
um i forgot his name the guy in the left there uh i, forgot oh, his, the, the mini I can't dude. remember his name he's funny as fuck dude. literally everyone even the women they're both great yeah they're both great. that whole cast is just superb that show is fantastic and i like the reoccurring characters um uh judy uh i forgot his first name uh craig robinson from the office he yeah, plays something yeah. doug judy he, Doug Judy's always coming back on the show. Like they just, the, 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 it's so so well done. I love Brooklyn. That 99. ran what nine seasons? I think so. Yeah, they yeah. they were on NBC or Fox. Yeah, they were on Fox and they got canceled, and then NBC picked them up for the final like two seasons yeah. or something like that. Uh, but just great show, great pick, Tim. It's I love on that Nef- on Netflix as well, I believe. Yeah. yeah, they do replays on Comedy Central all the time. Great show. Good pick. Hell of a pick. Yeah, I love that. All right, on the Sunday playoff games. Yeah, what so do we got? We started off with a fun one of. Buffalo against uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins coming in with Skylar Thompson, and everybody kind of thought it was going to be a, a complete ass whooping and you know easy money for anybody picking the 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 Bills. And I'm not going to lie, the Dolphins held their own. The Bills I, with Bills a looked, third string quarterback too. The Bills looked very beatable. Josh Allen made some key mistakes, threw some interceptions, uh, had a fumble. Um, Miami's defense showed up. The offense even showed up. Skylar Thompson. How many balls did he throw that hit Jalen Waddle in the hands that he dropped? Right. Just miscues out the ass cost Miami their season. It cost them the game. Was he vaping on the sideline? Is all I want to know. It kind of looked like it, but even though it could have been a it could have been a jewel, could have just been nicotine, which I mean, I'm guessing back in the day, if they had cameras on the oh, sideline, those coaches so many were smoking cigars photos and cigarettes like and players smoking during like uh, timeouts. Isn't it like wasn't it uh Joe Namath that was smoking in the lot or not Joe Namath? Whoever the, there was a picture of the quarterback smoking at his locker back yeah, in the day. Yeah. It's very famous. Don't remember the quarterback, but yeah, cigarette smoking was not that big of a deal in, in sports back in the day. So yeah, maybe it was a jewel he was ripping or, I mean, maybe it was just cold and he was blowing into his hand, but it just looks like he was taking a hit of something right. because if, if everyone has that footage of him getting up there, making the, the mouth motion of smoking something, where's the smoke coming out? Why is there no follow-up video that actually shows him doing it? That makes me think that it was just him maybe blowing into yeah, his hands. Right. Um, but it would be funny as fuck if Mike McDaniel, that, that nerdy looking little dude fucking ripping hits on the sideline. Right. You don't fucking care. And that was the joke about everybody. They were like, well, that explains why they couldn't get their play calling in. in yeah. Time the, because the, the delay in play calling. Yeah. Cause it's over their highest shit. Cause he did end up having to, they had to burn their timeouts uh early they were out of timeouts going into the fourth quarter because they they couldn't get plays off they had a lot of delay of game penalties i don't think that has anything to do with mike mcdaniel quote unquote vaping on the sideline i think it has more to do with you have a inexperienced rookie quarterback who's out there trying to run an offense and you're in the playoffs a complicated offense i'm sure very complicated and you've got you know high motors from everybody you've got high intensity because it is a playoff game uh on the road especially so nerves are kicking in a lot of shit to think about there um, but, but good game. I mean, yeah, good game, but it, it was it, more entertaining than I thought it was. It opens be. up questions about the Bills going into this next week. Yeah. So oh, for sure. Not look, sure. However, what, what we'll happen. get to Sunday night game, but Cincinnati looked very beatable as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They did. So both. This could be a very even matchup because, as it, I think it was going to be anyway, but both teams looked very beatable. Cincinnati needed a miracle to win. Buffalo kind of need, kind of needed a miracle to win, but it was a fun game. I, I started off my day at one o'clock on Sunday. I got up and I was, you know, I told Tara. I'm like, I'm going to head down to the basement a little bit. Or actually, I said, I'm going to go watch this in the bedroom because I'm going to do some chores, clean up some stuff, put put, put some clothes away. Because uh, like, this game's going to be a fucking blowout. And next thing you know, I started watching it and I'm like, this game's actually really close. I'm like, uh, second thought, I'm, I am going to go down to the basement and watch football today because this game's <laughs> a lot closer than I thought. Uh, so it was a fun one to watch. I really enjoyed it. And then I knew the game of the weekend, at least I, you know, on paper going into it, I thought the closest matchup was going to be the Jags and uh, Chargers yep. Saturday night. And then Sunday, the close matchup was going to be the Giants and Vikings. And 
didn't did not disappoint. That was a fucking fun one as well. Pretty much every game, uh, aside from Monday night and Saturday afternoon, were close games down to the last minute. Uh, really exciting edge of your seat stuff, which is what you want with the playoffs. I just, I mean, I knew going to this game that the the Vikings were just very. <sighs> over they were not their record basically no and, and the, i mean i told you guys giants too, had fire i mean just have fire in them right now that's what i told you last week i mean I, i'll admit i did lose this pick because i did take the vikings but i said i think this is going to be a close ass game so in close games i just take the home team that's just what my gut tells me because there is a slight home field advantage and oh hell yeah i hedged my bet Cavs are up 10 points i win that fucking parlay uh, yeah. and then now if they come back and lose to memphis which you i get more money to do i double dip baby that's how it's done sports <laughs> betting 101 come to jg 1-800 gambler Hell, if you have problems yes they are was up, it 10 to 12 they are up 13 to 3 so i was so fucking close oh. to him i knew it was gonna happen like this too i fucking knew it god damn am i good this is why you guys come to tab no offense to any of the other shows on here that talk <laughs> sports you guys are all fantastic but I am the fucking gamble god, as I call myself on social media. You come here if you want to learn about sports. I will talk you. Uh, I'll talk to you about fucking anything. The gobble just, god or the gamble god? Either one. Got it. I yeah. am the Brian Gumble god. <laughs> Greg Gumble god. Whatever. The Greg you, Gumble god. Whichever Gumble brother you like, I am the Gumble god. But no, I am the gamble god. I call myself as a joke, and I fucking nailed that one. So I'm really happy about that. Um. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, very fun games. Giants and uh, Vikings. However, in, in, in perfect uh, Kirk Cousins fashion, game on the line, fourth and eight. He was, throws was that a Baker Mayfield four out there? yard pass. Like you didn't even look for the fucking sticks. Um, I did lose a bet on Sunday because of that game. Uh, I had that initial touchdown call for Justin Jefferson that got called back at the oh. inch yard line. That would have won me a parlay because I had anytime touchdowns of Gabe Davis, Saquon Barkley, Jamar Chase. And Justin Jefferson, the one that didn't hit was Jamar Jefferson or Justin Jefferson. And that fucking touchdown got taken away. How much I was it for? Almost had it. I think it was 10 bucks to win like 90 something. Jesus. So, you know, gamble got, huh? This close. Hey, I mean, <laughs> he technically was called for a touchdown. They reviewed it and brought it back. And, uh, so you know, close. it is what it is, but damn. Uh, but yeah, that was a really fun one. And then Sunday night you get into the Bengals and the Ravens and Tyler Huntley thought he was Michael Jordan and tried to take off from the free throw line and get that, got that ball bitch slapped out of his hands and Trey Hendrickson or not Trey Hendrickson. Sorry. Um, Sam Hubbard, ex Buckeye. They have two white defensive ends and I always get their names confused. Uh, Sam Hubbard is the one who took the ball, ran it back 98 yards, 99 yards, whatever you want to call it. What a, a turn of events. What and ironically enough, again, I, fuck the Ravens. Don't give one shit that they lost. I hate them. I hate the Bengals as well, obviously. Um, but it's funny that the refs came out afterwards and they were like, well, we may have missed the block in the back on that touchdown return on Mark Andrews. There was about definitely the a block line. in the there back. There was. Yeah. And they, that's the worst to me is that they blow it. And that's why they need to have a crew watching. And if they see something that the guys on the field don't see, they call down and say, hey, this happened. You have to call that. Like, this is a huge penalty. Yeah. And instead, they go they the next day. Have, they still would have had the ball, the Bengals. Yeah. But it would have been back in like the 35-yard line yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So they, and, and, you know, the Bengals' offense was struggling a little bit in that game. The Ravens' defense so maybe came a, to play. Maybe a field goal you give Maybe up. a field goal. Yeah. And then the Ravens, instead of trying to score a touchdown at the end of the game, which they were in field goal range, they just couldn't convert the fourth down. Justin Tucker's got a fucking bomb of a leg. He right. would have nailed a field goal to yep. tie that up. So the refs in the NFL coming out the next day saying they missed that call is basically their way of saying, hey, we cost you your entire season. The script said Bengals, so we went and with the, the Bengals. same thing with Friday night. Joey Bosa was pissed the fuck off. He smashed his helmet oh, down. God. He got yelled at by the refs. He got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, all because he was getting held 
the offensive lineman was jumping early a little bit and he was so fucking mad about it. He lost his shit. He even came out afterwards and he's like, if I come out here and complain about the refs, I'm going to get a $50,000 fine, but they can fuck up and go, yeah, our bad. And he's like, they cost me my entire and season. And they're probably in the locker room and right now. Yeah, talking they're about probably it. in the back saying that asshole out there did this, did that. And he's like, but they can just come out and say, yeah, our bad. Your whole season's fucked because of us. But what are you going to do? Right. Don't and talk about it. If though. he says one bad thing. Yeah. He gets a fine from the NFL. He's going to get, you know, a, a, an angry letter, et cetera. Uh, so it is really shitty that the NFL lets, lets that kind of shit happen. But, you know, it's not the Browns. So fuck him. Sorry, Joey. Bosa. Who cares? Yeah. Don't give one shit. You want to cry about things not going your way? Come be a fucking Cleveland fan for a couple of years. <laughs> you just learn to live with it. Um, and then, uh, oh, that was it. So we talked about Cincinnati again. Yep. Close game, closer than anybody thought, I think. And without further ado, it is time for more tabbies awards. We have five and six. Kyle, you start us off now. I'll start off. Sure. Why not? So um, change it up a little bit. I, I've 2022 was a year of exploring my palette of liquor. Um, I uh, got a lot of different bourbons uh, that I purchased from my home basement and tried different things. And I've come across and I figured I'd, my, my favorite bourbon of 2022. Uh, so here's the top four nominees right now. Um, I don't know if you know bourbon very well, so I don't know if not really not, these are going to are going to throw liquor. you off. But Woodford Reserve, good one. Bullet Bourbon, I'm sure you heard of that one. I, I've probably had all of these. Yeah. I just to me they probably all, all taste the same. They all taste the same. I, I can't tell the difference between a, a five hundred dollar bottle and a ten dollar bottle. To me, I'm <laughs> like eh, whatever. Uh, Four Roses Small Batch and uh, Old Forester. And uh, the winner for me out of all these, they were all great, but the winner for me, little drum roll, is uh, Four Roses Small Batch. Good, um, good bourbon. It's great. I uh, I love mixing it. I love it straight up with ice. Uh, it's it's just amazing. Uh, it's easy to find too, and I think it's only like fifty dollars, maybe a bottle. So it, I can can last a long time. I think I got a half a bottle in my basement right now. So it's the opposite of you in the bedroom. Ao, that's nailed true. it. That's very true. <laughs> uh, but no, highly recommend it. if you're a bourbon fan. I do recommend picking this up and trying it yourself if you have not yet. Uh, but it goes for my best bourbon of 2022. Yeah, I have a buddy that's a big uh, bourbon drinker, and he likes, you know, uh, what's the bourbon drink? Manhattans. Yep. Uh, so I got him a bottle of Four Roses. I didn't do the small batch. I just said the regular Four Roses. Yep. But I, I read, I did research before I bought it for him because I don't know much about bourbon, and I looked up like what's a good, fair priced bottle. It's not going to break the bank, yep. but it's also not cheap. And they said Four Roses, so I got it for him, and he was like, "Oh, it was fucking fantastic." Yep. So Perfect. they they know what they're doing. They do good shit. Um, next up for me, I have now it's my fun category where I hate on shit. My worst show of 2022, this is something that I watched that either came out in 2022 or I saw it for the first time in 2022, and I fucking hated it. And the nominees are Resident Evil from Netflix, Moon Knight from Disney+, Plus, The Bear on Hulu, Midnight Mass, also on Netflix, and 1899, also on Netflix. What category is trend. Worst show. Okay. And the winner is... The bear, just because of all the fucking hype that it got, I did not understand it. I thought the, there was one episode, the one where it just follows them the whole time, and it looks like it was done in one shot. That was well done. However, the acting is way over the top. Um, the yelling, the the anxiety that the show tries to cause of just like everyone's on edge and just yelling and fucking feisty and crazy. It's like there's no middle ground. There's no break in that. When I watch a show, I like ups and downs. This show is just high strung and fucking animosity and it's crazy and it never ends. Then the episode goes on to the next one and you're like, that was it. Like they really just, they treat each other like that and yell and cuss and fucking yell and fight and throw shit. And they just continue on with their day. Like nothing happened. That's a restaurant. 
I mean, to an extent, <laughs> again, this is not like some five-star restaurant. Like watch the movie, The Menu, which you had talked about earlier. Yeah. You said you want to watch. See something like that in a real restaurant setting. It's high pressure. It could be a little fighting and shit like that. There are plenty of movies. The movie Waiting. There is some stress in the back of, of a restaurant. Do you say some stretch in the back? A little bit of both. Stretching. <laughs> you want to stretch your balls. You want to do the bat wing. Uh, I love great that movie. fucking movie. But the bear is just these guys in a fucking sandwich shop just yelling all day. And it's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, this this isn't that, that yeah. big of a deal. You make sandwiches. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't get it. Um, and for a lot of people, they said it was like, you know, one of the best shows they've ever seen and this and that. I just didn't get it. Maybe I'm an idiot. I'm starting to realize that like things that everyone loves and, and praises, I just don't get. And the bear is one of those for me. I did not get it. I was really excited. I like the guy that plays the main character from Shameless. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good actor. Um, I forgot her name, but the woman there in the middle with the, the hairnet, she was really good in the show. Uh, but it's just the, the overall characters fighting all the time. It just, it got old for me after a couple episodes. I think I, I mean, I, this was a tip of mine for earlier in the year. Um, I watched it. I didn't think it was horrible. I, I, I liked it purely for the, the main character because I love his character in Shameless. Um, but it was, it was okay by me. It was okay to watch. I mean, just I got because... annoyed at the amount of times they just go, yes, chef, no chef left chef. And then he calls his cousin, cousin. He's like, will you shut the fuck up cousin? They're just always yelling at each other. And he just calls him cousin. And I'm like, this is just weird. Like, uh, people, that's, that's, I got a couple cousins. I people, just cousins. Do you really, is, is that a Chicago thing? Maybe I, I I'd never heard of it until the, the show. The chef, so maybe the no it, chef, maybe yes, chef is, is how you need to address them in the kitchen. For right. sure. It, again, in a better restaurant setting, I would, I would understand yeah. that, but this yeah. is a, they're a fucking dirty sandwich shop that like get shot up and you know it looks like it's from the 70s you don't really need to call him chef in there and like act all professional he's and earned like, that title of course you do i, I guess i don't know the like show doctors just do you know any me. doctors if you don't call him doctor he gets pissed off yeah i mean or maestro like seinfeld <laughs> the doctors i work with want me to call them by their first name yeah they're like don't fucking call him don't label me yeah that's, that's what funny. a real man does they don't like a label so that was your um, worst show to me it was just because it. of all the hype it got and when i watched it i was super underwhelmed so that's why it hit the list the other shows I went in knowing nothing and they all just sucked. This one was so hyped up. I was like really fucking pumped to watch it. And it just never got me to a point where I liked it. So that's why it made my worst. I like it. Next up, uh, Tim, do you have another one? I do. Um, it is. Uh, you know, I love drinking. Um, Who doesn't? I don't drink uh, like myself into oblivion, but I. Well, that's your first mistake. Right. <laughs> Try it. It's fun. But yeah, I it's love, a good time. I love to drink. I love to drink tequila. I know you guys are not big tequila guys. But, can't uh, do it i got sick one time my my buddy <laughs> i think there was three of us total we drank an entire fucking the big jug handle of jose cuervo oh and that, that explains it it was like we started at like six o'clock maybe and i we finished it by like eight and oh, God. i i was flying high for a minute like i had him take me to like white castle i got a bunch of food i was feeling good and then i lived like two buildings over in, in an apartment i walked home and my wife's there with her friends and in my head it was like four in the morning got home it was like 10 30 so i walk Damn. in they're all just on the couch and they're looking at me and i'm like the fuck are you doing here and they're like we're watching a movie like it's 10 o'clock and i'm like oh, i'm fucked up i went in the bathroom puked i passed out on the bathroom floor <laughs> every time i smell tequila now like my mouth kind of gets hot uh not a good feeling i just can't do tequila anymore <laughs> somebody said uh this this tequila we were drinking yesterday not this one i'm about to show but Whatever we were drinking yesterday, they said it smelled like toilet water, and I can see why. Yep, I can't even <laughs> risk it. I would fucking vomit instantly. Oh then God. that's how Jaeger is for me now. Jaeger's yeah. another oh, one. I did the same thing. Gosh. My friend's birthday, we drank like two and a half. Or I'm sorry, one and a half bottles worth between three of us. Same thing. Started early. I, I got home at like ten o'clock. This was back when I still lived with my mom. I was like eighteen, and same thing. Went in the bathroom, puked, passed out in the bathroom floor. Woke up. Every time I smell Jaeger now, makes me feel. You sick. like those bathroom floors, huh? 
I just get so fucked up. I can't leave them. <laughs> nice. When you're all hot and sweaty and you're puking and that cold floor hits you, you're like, oh, this is nice. Well, mine, mine was actually given to me uh, as a gift because I'm a notary. Um, and I no was shit. Notarizing some stuff for for, and she was like, I know you like tequila, so I want you to try this. And it's El Mayor. Um, it's oh, it tastes so good, and it's like a middle middle mid right mid price tequila. You like the Blanco te- uh, tequila? Well, this is what she she brought me. Uh, I I like all tequila, so I, I was gonna ask you, do you have a preference? Um. Silver only because of the calorie count. Okay, um, that's fair. When I was losing weight, uh, I, tequila is the lowest uh, calorie count for shots. Um, yeah, my wife and I did a cleanse a few years ago, and I like to drink. So we asked the guy that was, like, running it for us, and we were like, what's an alcohol that I can drink that's, you know, obviously I can't do beer. He's like, if you're going to drink, the cleanest alcohol you can drink is clear tequila. And I was like, well, I'm out. I can't do that. So <laughs> next. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's, what, uh, that's why I love tequila, and I do love the silver for that. For that reason, our Blanco in this race, in this, uh, of course. But I, I this, this tastes pretty good. It was pretty smooth for me. Um, and I picture you as a Mexican drug lord well, sitting around a taco shop drinking tequila and making in, drug deals. In your honor, Tim, maybe I'll drink some of that in a in a uh, margarita. I can do margaritas or yeah. Long Island iced teas. That's the only way I can consume tequila. I can't do it as a shot. Will make drink. me throw up nope, on impact. Do it. I cannot drink. Can't Long do Island. it. Can't do it. Uh, next topic, we can do them too, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. To, uh, so I went back. So best 80s movie. I know this is before your time. Uh, but best 80s movies for me. And there's a lot. I mean, just think, let's be honest, a lot of good 80s movies out there. Yeah. Um, classics. I know Justin doesn't care for them. It, it depends on the movie. There's some that I, I just don't get. Here's, the other ones I get. Here's my top four nominees. Uh, I'll lead off. Dirty Dancing. Big fan. Never Love actually it. seen it. Love it. Classic. Uh, Top Gun, of course. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And Untouchables. Um, and, uh, my favorite eighties drum roll was the untouchables from the eighties. I thought it was from the seventies, eighties. Really? Okay. Yeah. Good uh, movie though. The untouchables with, uh, Kevin Costner and, um, uh, what's his face? Some, uh, Robert De Niro, um, Sean Connery's in it as well. It basically tells a story of De Niro plays, um, Al Capone, Al Capone. Yeah. yeah it talks about the, um, that's Elliot Ness going after Al Capone, trying to get him. It's, it's, it's a great story. It's a good movie. It's, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. It's all factual. I mean, it does follow some of the history, how they got him on tax evasion, um, how they got his bookie and stuff like that. But it's a great movie. You haven't seen it. I don't know why you haven't seen it, but I highly recommend watching it if you get a chance. Um, but yeah, it's like early 80s. I think it was like 1980-something, 81. Yeah, this possibly. makes up for Kyle's pick of uh, Top Gun. This shows, he, <laughs> this shows when he tries, he can have some good taste between this and Jackass, for sure. Uh, no, I do like The Untouchables. 1987, movie. actually. Okay, so. no shit. So a little bit before my time, but yeah. I have seen it. I, I love uh gangster movies like my favorite movie of all time is actually an 80s movie because i think it came out in 89 goodfellas. goodfellas yeah yep either early 90s late 80s whatever but yeah goodfellas is probably my favorite movie of all time so i'm not completely anti old shit obviously well that's good, um, to, good to hear just has to be done right and obviously goodfellas is fucking fantastic uh next up for me is my worst movie of the year getting all the bad stuff out huh and again top gun didn't make the cut so that's a good sign for that's everybody a good sign. uh but my nominees are Scream, Orphan First Kill, Hocus Pocus 2, A Christmas Movie Christmas, and Halloween Ends. All of those movies, they sucked really bad. I went in with really high expectations. Hocus Pocus Um, hurt my feelings. That movie was such a fucking abomination. They truly made that just for the publicity. That movie sucked. They put no effort into it. Kind of same thing with A Christmas Story Christmas. I loved the first one. It's a Cleveland classic. Second one just really seemed like they just made it to make it. Like there was no good story. There was no heartfelt moment in it like the original. Nothing really clicked, made me feel like it was in Cleveland like the original did. Um, 
This one really just seemed like a bunch of guys who have been out of work since the original movie. And they said, hey, we could use a good payday. So let's make this movie stunk. Um, but the one that I went into with the most expectations, the the most excitement, and it let me down more than a black father in the projects on Father's Day Whoa. was Halloween. And that movie fucking stunk. I haven't it watched was, it yet. I haven't watched it yet. A pure abomination. About a week after it came out, I was actually at home. And it, it came onto Peacock immediately. I saw it in theaters. Unfortunately, I should have got my money back. Um, but I did. I was sitting in my basement one night. Tara was at work. And I sent her a picture of the TV. And it was it said Halloween ends. And she's like, why are you torturing yourself? I was going to watch it by myself. Just I was to see wondering if you're going to watch it again. Just I have see. not yet. Okay. It's on my mind. I want to go back and rewatch it and go in with more of an open mind. But I know I'm going to feel the same way because I can't go in with an open mind. Because it was supposed to be the trilogy finale wrap up. Now, I understand the third Halloween from the 80s, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. At that time, everyone went in thinking it was going to be about Michael Myers, but the guy behind it had a different idea. He wanted to go in a different direction away from Michael Myers. So then at the time, it, it threw people off because there wasn't social media. So nobody knew that Michael Myers wasn't in it. So they went in thinking he would be. He wasn't. It pissed them all off. Now, when you go back and watch that movie, it was really good. This one was supposed to be focused around Michael Myers. This was the finale of him and Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode character. It was supposed to be this grand thing. And they just went in a totally fucking opposite direction of everything that Michael Myers has been for the last 40 years. Yes, that is true. 40 years Michael Myers has been in, in existence. And they threw everything about him away. And it was insulting, personally. I, I'm still very mad about this. I agree with Lee when he brought up. He said that was his worst movie. Uh as you can see, I have Michael Myers tattooed here on my arm. I love Michael Myers with a passion and the Halloween franchise. This movie was a fucking disrespectful joke. Uh, I'll never get over it. I don't and think. And for that reason, I probably will never watch it. So you should just to understand my disdain for it. That's all I can recommend. Tim, do you got another one? I do. Uh, since we, we were talking about favorite movies, of, uh, well, he, you know, he put, yeah, you put your favorite old movie, right? Yes. So mine, I mean, this is definitely an old movie. I actually don't know what year it came out for it to be my favorite movie. That's crazy. <laughs> but it is my favorite movie of all time. Um, and that is Forrest Gump. Oh, um, classic. I think it was like 93 or 94, maybe. Because it won there, yeah. it won movie of the year. Yeah. It did. Um, and I mean I love Forrest Gump so much that I kind of have adapt adapted his his lifestyle a little bit. <laughs> every every car that I get, I name it Betty because I love Betty White <laughs> so much. I love Betty White just as much as you love Jenny. Um, so my car now is, 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 is Betty, um, Betty Noir. Uh, <laughs> Noir I like that. Yeah. Very Cause fancy. It's, Cause it's black. So Betty black. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted a white car so I could call it Betty Blanco. I wanted a white Oh, that's car. a badass name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, this movie, I could watch this every day and not, not take my eyes off of it. Like I love this movie. Um, I sometimes feel like Forrest Gump when I was losing weight. I had uh, I used to go on walks all the time, and and one day Tim walked and he never stopped walking. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> no, but my uh my community as La Comunidad, shout out to them. They walked with me one day, so it was That's like awesome. it was great. And you like the right, he's like running across country. And Tim had this huge beard. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I think I'll go home now. I've seen pictures. That's exactly what I said too. It's like you would keep walking. I said like, no, I think we should go home. Now. We should go home. It's badass. I love I love Forest Gump. That's a classic movie for sure. Good choice. Hell yeah. Great choice, Tim. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Monday Night I, Football. Monday Night Football. This is the game I will talk about my parlay Damn. that I, I, I missed by 
literally fucking Tom as Brady. the expression goes a cunt hair um i did a four-leg parlay i took some easy odds i did dallas over 14 points i did tampa bay over 11 points i did dalton schultz anytime touchdown he ended up having two so that hit and then my final leg which i think i put ten dollars on it it would have won me like 200 was mike evans touchdown and i watched the entire game because i knew tom brady at the end even though they were losing by a lot they had no chance of winning to throw he was going to throw it they were going to try to put up points regardless just to try to you know make it less embarrassing uh right before the two-minute warning or right after the two-minute warning something like that in the fourth quarter he throws a bomb to a wide open mike evans i'm in bed watching it i literally am like yes hits his fucking fingertips <laughs> he drops it rolls in the end zone and laid there like fuck i just dropped that and then he gets up and goes to the sideline and i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me <laughs> he had it in his hands and then they drove down and i think they scored a touchdown yeah. again but it did not go to mike evans so i ended up losing that bet but fuck in his fingertips i was so close so yeah oh I, my god i did a four i did a four thing parlay too it was uh 75 yards for cd it was uh two like one and a half touchdowns for brady uh leonard fournette 40 yards rushing or something and then pollard was like 45 yards rushing all three hit except the uh leonard fournette one i still ended up winning because a lot of the sites had a lot of boosted picks like one of them did tom brady over one and a half touchdowns i did that yeah. hit that one easily not easily well I not easily he went yeah, down to the last drive they didn't score until the second half and then there was another one that was like tom brady would throw uh over 200 yards CD Lamb would have over 60 and Chris Godwin would have over 40. That one hit. So I I, I won good money yeah, on Monday still, absolutely. but that, that anytime touchdown catch from Mike Evans would have fucking solid solidified that four legger that I had. And fuck, did he drop it right off his fingertips? Oh my God. I was, I was steaming. Did the uh, outcome of this game surprise you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It started off. My friends are big Cowboys fans in my group text that I go to the draft with. So we were texting all day about the game and, and when it started, and we were both like, holy shit, these defenses came to play. The first few drives were like 10-second drives. They were quick three and outs for both teams. And then the Cowboys scored on their their third, or I think their third possession, maybe their second, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the Buccaneers got the ball, same thing. Buccaneers drove down, no problem. They were at the goal line. Then Tom Brady just had a fucking brain fart. I don't know what that was. He meant to throw the ball away, but he kind of just lofted it into the back of the end zone, and it was intercepted by the Cowboys. And I'm like, okay, mistakes happen. Brady will figure it out. Cowboys went down and scored. Then they went down and scored again. Then they went down and scored again. And next yeah. thing you know, it's like fucking 30 to nothing. And, and Tampa like, Bay is well, like, I didn't, know who those Cowboys, I didn't know who those Cowboys were. No, I mean, because I have not seen them play that kind of the number one thing that I really pair. didn't take into consideration when they lost Anthony Brown at corner. That was huge. They they ended up their Their secondary gives up. Uh, I think it was like the second most points or whatever yards to wide receivers in the NFL. Once Anthony Brown went down, really hurt their passing game. However, one little nugget of information that I didn't take into consideration was Leighton Vander Esch had been out for the last like three or four games. Oh, the center? The, the oh, middle no. linebacker. Okay. Right. And he had been out for the last like four or five games. And that's when they were giving up a shitload of yards and points. And Leighton Vander Esch was a healthy boy on, on Monday night. And it showed because that defense was shut down. Yeah. Um, going to be interesting to see how they go after the Niners on, on Saturday. Or uh, that game is Sunday, I thought. Sunday night. That's yeah. a Sunday nighter. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they go after San Francisco because San Francisco has been since, especially since they got Brock Purdy behind center. And I mean, honestly, let's be honest. It's because of Christian McCaffrey, because he opens up that fucking offense so much. Uh, they've been unstoppable. I mean, try to cover, uh, Dave, uh, Debo Samuel. They're going to throw it to Brandon. Ayuk. try to cover Ayuk and cover Kittle. They're going to throw it to Debo. They're going to give it to Christian McCaffrey. They have so many weapons. You really can't cover them all. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the Cowboys go at it. 
Same thing with the Niners defense. Niners defense is the number one defense in football going up against a pretty high powered offense in, in Dallas, especially if this Dak Prescott shows yeah. up, Dak Prescott is very hit or miss. He missed a chunk of games this year with injury and still was tied for the league lead in interceptions Had a very, very bad year in that aspect. Um, it's like the, the win- first game in what 30 years they won on a road playoff game. Yeah. First time the Cowboys have ever beat Tom Brady. Um, huge playoff win. They haven't won a playoff game in, in yeah, 30 years or something like that. Since like Troy Aikman was the quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott looked really good. Looked damn good. He, he shut down a lot of doubters. I was one of them. I thought going into the pl- postseason, Dak Prescott's looked like shit. I had no reason to have faith in him against Tampa Bay. We all you have, Tampa Bay yeah. We? You have a super yeah. bowl winning team, even though don't get me wrong. They're not the caliber that they used to be being led by Tom Brady at home. I'm thinking, okay, Tampa Bay, you know, in a struggling <sighs> Dallas team, give me Tampa Bay. And obviously, you know, we have, we all have egg on our face for taking them. Yeah. Um, but a really good game from Dallas. And if that Dallas team shows up, this could be a fucking a real, slobber knocker, yeah, a like really a, fun, yeah. hard-hitting physical game on Sunday night. And I'm really looking forward to it. This is probably my most I, – I mean, don't get me wrong. All the games lining up this weekend are going to be pretty good. Uh, I don't think the Giants-Eagles one is going to be as good as it, as it could be. Uh, the Eagles kind of had their way with the Giants in the season. And I, I, I'm wondering how they're going to show up in the playoffs with being a young team. Uh, I think Kansas City, Jacksonville could be fun to watch, but at the same time, I think if the Kansas City we all know and and expect to show up, he's undefeated be, on Saturday. Who? Why would is. you? Why would you even pick Kansas City? Uh, I got a couple of reasons, <laughs> and his name is Patrick Mahomes. Um, but the other one, I mean, Cincinnati and Buffalo—that's the game of all games. I think we've all been looking forward to this kind of matchup between any of the three teams, whether it be uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, or Buffalo any of those for AFC, we all expect to be the representative in the Super Bowl. So this game is huge. Um, and then Niners Cowboys. This is honestly, this is what I'm really looking forward to. This is going to be a fun game that I actually have already uh, underlined the teams I'm picking in our picks this week. The one that I've left open, Dallas San Fran. I still to right now, as we're doing the show live, I don't know who I'm going to I don't to have pick. any picks right now. I'm going to make them as we go. I have 20 minutes, give or take, to think of who I want as we get to picks in a little bit. But I'm really looking forward to that game on Sunday and we will talk about it in a little bit. But with that being said, where am I in this list? Uh, Back to the awards. Yeah, let's do it. Um we are at number 8 and for me, I will start us off here, my favorite horror movie of 2022. We're at 7 I thought. Uh oh we are, sorry. Number 7 yep. is best horror for me. Uh best horror movie for me in 2022. These all just came out last year and the nominees are X Barbarian Black Phone, Pearl, also a part of the X movie. There, there, it's going to be a trilogy, and Smile. All pretty much have very short titles, and I like that about horror movies. Um, all really good movies. I loved all these horror movies, but there can only be one winner, and the winner is Barbarian. Uh, I really like this one. I know I reviewed it before for just the tip. Uh, just had a really good twist in the beginning. Had a different concept. Uh, was a little out there. I do understand Kyle's issue with it. I also think Kyle watched it on an airplane. I think that kind of takes the fun <laughs> away from it. Uh, watch it in a dark basement or you know a dark room. I think it changes things a little bit. But now that you already know the twist, it kind of takes the yeah. fun out of it. But uh, the twist for me in the beginning of the movie with the two main characters in the house um, was really good. It threw me off. I did not expect that. I really thought the movie was going in one direction and went a different direction. Um, I will admit I was close to picking X as my favorite because I loved that movie as well. If you guys haven't had a chance to see that, check that one out. Um, all of these movies, all top, all the five that I picked great movies. I loved all of them, but obviously I had to pick only one winner and I went with barbarian just because of its originality 
and the twist uh, that's that was something that like a week after weeks after this movie i was still thinking about that twist and how like fuck i did not see that coming i'm usually really good with movies so that is my favorite horror movie of 2022 awesome good category uh, mine would be uh we're gonna go with favorite sports moment of 2022 okay and i don't have any top nominees because there's a lot of favorite sports moments that took place last year um but my absolute favorite thing that i just kept on playing over and over and over again especially anytime i went golfing this year uh was the timmy trumpets narco song which was played for what diaz every time he came out in in it in a, a Mets game for the underachieving Mets, very underachieving, but very great the song. Really Mets. gets you, it gets you pumped. It gets you friends that are Mets fans into it and gets you pumped to get you excited to get you ready to go run through a wall. Sure. Um, but uh, no, that was probably one of my most uh, enjoyable sports moments of the year. Cause that's a song I'll probably continue playing uh, going forward, but uh, I can see it. Good stuff. What about you, Tim? Anything? Oh uh, yeah, uh, from so our own Timmy trumpet over Timmy there. Trumpets. <laughs> right. He just makes <laughs> trumpets out of his ass. When yeah, he's sitting exactly. over there. <laughs> so this movie, uh, I got this is like a surprise movie uh for me. Um I I was excited to watch it. Um one because I'm a big Jamie Foxx fan. Um it's it's an older movie. It's not old old. It's, I think it came out 19. Um but I just finally watched it actually this weekend. Um and it is Robin Hood. Uh Robin Hood I thought I was never seen it. Yeah, it was I thought never it was pretty seen good. Uh-uh. I didn't um, even yeah. know it came out honestly. Yeah. I feel like this was Jamie Foxx getting his revenge for Django. Is that the guy <laughs> for is that the guy from Kingsman in the middle? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, no shit. yes. Yeah, yeah, I love that yeah, movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, no shit. I can't believe I've never seen this. So it's it's uh, I, I thought it was pretty good the way they uh they did things. I mean, there was really like no no twist per se. Um, but you've seen how they, you know, it's Robin Hood. He stole from the rich to give back to the poor. Um, and he he does that, and like the action in the film, I thought was pretty cool. Um, him shooting his arrows, like he he's shooting arrows faster than Legolas from from Lord of the Rings. Like <laughs> he, he was, it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty dope. Um, it kept me at least interested enough to keep watching it. And very high action I, movie. I'll have to check it out. I can't believe I haven't watched it. I, I, that's something. I mean, I love Jamie Fox, and I, I don't know his name, but I like the kid from uh, uh, Kingsman. It's like Aegon, I think, or something. Aon that was his name something. in the movie. Yeah, but Aggie. it's um, it's uh, it's a good movie. It's, it's my second favorite uh, Robin Hood. I think the Kevin Costner one is my favorite. Yeah, Prince it's a of classic. Thieves. Uh, then the third one is uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights because hello, Mel Brooks. I mean, I love that. the original, the cartoon from Disney. Great job. <laughs> but no, it's a good movie, though. Tim, I agree. It's a great. It's very action packed, which is if you it keeps the movies going all the time, which is great. All right. Let's get into picks. Are we doing two picks awards and two more picks? Correct. Amundo. We're going to do Saturday's it. picks and then into Sunday's. Uh, the quick. Uh, I am four and two. Kyle and Tim are five and one with the picks. Uh, You've been at theme up this year, aren't you? Just losing. Hey, you know, I roll the dice. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I think I'm your lucky charm. Uh, yeah, ever since Tim took over, started doing it with us, he's been fucking me, and now I'm, I'm falling further and further in the. So we're doing a tab show. We just fuck each other. It's yeah, okay. that's what we do with with our little chode penis logo <sighs> that I still love. Um, all right, so yeah, it's Saturday we have first game up is Jacksonville, Kansas City, four thirty on saturday afternoon um i think it was pretty obvious in how i was breaking down the game that i am going to be going with kansas city i think they're the better team uh, i think the lights looked a little bright for jacksonville being at home on saturday night they did come out in the second half of course and win the game but getting down to a 27 nothing deficit is something you just cannot do against a much better team like kansas city and you let that happen to you against a team like uh, uh, the chargers who were not known for a great defense um 
what's his face? Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions, did end up throwing four touchdowns. Kudos to him. But those t- kinds of mistakes, they're going to take huge advantage from Kansas City because uh, the Chargers had never been to a playoff game before with Justin Herbert. Um, and the Chiefs have obviously been to Super Bowls. They're, they've been in the AFC Championship game for the last like six years or whatever, or, or four years, I mean. Um, so I think give me the veteran team. And I think the my personal, as of right now, my favorite in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that's a great pick, but I'm going to have to go different from you. Really? I'm sticking with the perfect Saturday record for my Trevor Lawrence. I, I think that uh, I think they're going to surprise some people on Saturday. Okay. <clears throat> I have I have faith that uh, Doug Peterson is going to come out with a good plan mm-hmm. to win. It's going to be close, but I think they pull it off and surprise everybody. Shock the world. Now it's up to Tim. Does he come? Does he give me an animal noise or does he give me the uh, the chief thing? Whatever the fuck scalping it's of another person. Yeah. I do like <laughs> I do like analytics like that where, you know, they win. The person has never lost a certain. <laughs> he never since high game. school. He has not lost um, on a high Saturday school, college and pro like 10 years or whatever. It's going on. I mean, it's definitely pretty sweet, um, but he's also never faced a team like Kansas City. And to, for them to go down, stop swaying uh, the vote, Justin, <laughs> for them to go down that much um, and come back was definitely miraculous. But I don't think they come back like that again. So. No, since considering Tim and I, uh, Tim's beating me in the picks by one, I wanted him to take Jacksonville there because uh, I think Kansas City's going to win as well. So uh, good pick by Tim. It's an okay pick by Tim. We'll find out uh, Saturday about 7 o'clock, give or take. Uh, next up, Saturday night, a really good one. Could be uh, division rivals, New York Giants take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly obviously is the number one seed. They've looked fantastic all year. They are well-rested. Jalen Hurts is now healthy. They had the week off because of the bye. And they're taking on a Giants team that is just going out there and taking care of business. Their defense is playing really well. Danny Dimes is looking like a – I don't even know how to, what to make of him. They call him Vanilla Vic, which I think is a fucking awesome nickname. because That white, is pretty awesome. He's a white QB that runs around, which I'm, you know, I'm going to stand up for my brothers out there because I think that that's very – I think it's offensive that they call him Vanilla Vic because – if if there was a, a black quarterback that was a pocket quarterback and they called him like Chocolate Smith, Chocolate Brady or something like that, then I, I feel like people would be like, that's racist. You're fired. Like, how could you call him that? But um, I digress. We'll talk about that maybe on Friday with Grape. We'll talk about racism and things like that. Um, but yeah, Vanilla Vic, as they call him, um, uh, Danny Dimes, he's looking really good. That offense looks good. Saquon Barkley's finding holes. He's hitting wide receivers that people have never heard of. Uh, I think his name's like Hodgins or something like that. Hodgkins. There's a wide receiver on the Giants who I've never heard of, uh, truthfully, until he started showing up in the NFL. I didn't even know about him coming out of college. Fantastic hands. That's something that I, I look at. He's got great catch radius, catches everything that touches his hands. That's something that I really like uh, in, a, in a player, obviously, in a wide receiver. It's a good quality to have. And they're doing everything. The defense looks good. Kayvon Thibodeau has been playing really well. Um, however, going up against the number one seed, I think Philadelphia is going to show the world why they were the one seed and they are going to establish dominance and they're going to show you why Nick Sirianni is going to win coach of the year. Give me Philly. Oh man. All right. So by the way, off topic, I am definitely going to double down on that bet because the Cavs are down 51 to 39 and they got that 10 points. I already checked my account. I got paid and I'm about to get paid again. (laughs) Gamble God motherfuckers. (laughs) Uh, this is a hard game for me to pick because I think we've both talked about the Eagles are a very beatable team. Um, they just some days they don't show up. And I mean, I would hope after a week's rest, they do show up. But I just I don't know. I don't get me wrong. This strikes me as upset special. This is the one game that I could really see being an upset because I think the other two games, there's, there's going to be no upset. If Cincinnati and Buffalo are evenly matched, 
And I think the Cowboys and Niners evenly matched. I think any of those winners, it's not an upset. Yeah. It's just uh, two good teams. Somebody had to win. This one, obviously, the Giants winning would be a huge upset. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go stick with the upset theme I got going on tonight. I'm going with the Giants in this one. Okay. Um, I, I think the coach of the year. Part of me makes me think that uh, Kyle just he misses getting punished. It's been so long. <laughs> He's like, I don't like this. One. I don't know what to do when I'm winning. Yeah, so I, I think the Giants. I think the Giants pull the upset here and go for it. Bills, Bills head coach Brian Dayball, uh, coaching the coach Giants. of the year right there. That's baby. why they, these games are on Saturday and Sunday. They obviously can't play <laughs> on the same day. Can't days. be in two places at one day. He's got to coach twice. It was really hard for him to get to Buffalo to, to Minnesota yeah, on Saturday, Sunday, but he made it. Um, interesting choice though. Kyle's going for un uh, underdogs here. Uh, this is tough because I've, I've I've always said this. I feel like the Giants always do great uh, late, especially when they have record doesn't look good, <laughs> but when but. They play so tough. I mean, this is honestly, this is reminiscent of uh, the, the days with Eli Manning and Tom yeah. Coughlin and stuff like that. They were wild card. They were like barely 500. Everyone thought like, okay, good for them. They made the playoffs. Then they went on a Super Bowl run. They're playing with confidence too. They're playing for with sure. big, big confidence. Um, but watching Kayvon Thibodeau do the fucking gritty at midfield yeah. on Sunday when they were about <laughs> to win the game was like, damn, that's some trolling right there. Yeah, big trolling. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is really tough for me, um, but I think I'm going. Go! All right, going with the Eagles. What noise would a giant make, though? Just being curious. Fee fi fo fum. <laughs> That's what a giant makes. <laughs> I think we all know that from Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, all right, and now we are on to our final tabby categories. I will start with my three to go. Right? I only have two. I have three. No, we should be on. Oh no, you're right. Good call. My yeah. bad. I fucked up. Yeah, we got eight, three um, to go. Mine is best movie, my favorite movie of 2022. All right. And the nominees are, and there were some tough ones this year. There were some really damn good movies. Uh, the nominees are Jackass Forever, another classic, just like Kyle. Uh, Glass Onion, really loved that one. If you didn't haven't watched chance, it yet, get I, it. Make I sure you watch it. it. If you like the Knives Out series, again, watch the original first. Watch Knives Out just to get an understanding of the character, but then watch Glass Onion. Great movie. Um, Elvis, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And Jerry and Marge go large. I love that. Really, really like that with Brian Cranston. But there can only be one winner. And it is, of course. Come on. Did you guys really think I wasn't going to pick Elvis? The fucking man, the myth, the legend. This movie changed my life. It truly turned me into a huge Elvis fan. Whole brand new appreciation of the guy. Um, I'm sure Grape's probably not watching right now. But if he if he comes back on and sees this, he's going to have, I hope he has a bunch of shit. I know Elvis had a dirty past. And, you know, there's a lot of questionable things that happened in his, in his life. Uh, so I'd love to hear grapes uh conspiracy takes on it but you're not going to sway me the dude's dead he you know you can't repent your sins when you're already dead you can't go to jail doesn't matter what he did in the past he lived his life to the fullest the guy was talented as fuck uh died at a super young age but god damn was he talented uh and the movie was just fantastic it really changed me it turned me into a huge fan uh austin butler did a phenomenal job i know he won the uh people's choice award i think it was or the golden globe whatever he, the fuck have they have they done oscar nominations yet because if he doesn't get i believe they did it. oscar nominee i think he was nominated for best actor for it but whatever award show they did like last weekend or the weekend yeah. before he won for his uh portrayal of elvis he did a phenomenal job truly um and then he lost the next week to um brendan frazier's yeah, which that's another movie that I'd like to see. I haven't, I haven't seen it, yet, but whale, I want to see The Whale. whale. Yeah. Uh, but Elvis, phenomenal movie. I loved it. It was like three hours long. Uh, wasn't long enough, in my opinion. I would watch a five-hour Elvis movie. I can't wait for the, <laughs> the bonus scenes and shit like that. It Good was fantastic. Choice. That's my movie of the year. Good choice. All right, my category is a favorite TV character of all time. Mm, TV okay. show. TV show character. Um, got some good nominees here. Uh, a couple nominees. Uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. 
classic. Great. Um, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. Another classic. Uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Harry, you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> Obsessed a, is, is an, an understatement about me and Elvis. <laughs> yeah, you true. shut up. Um, uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Great choice. And Michael Scott from The Office. And the winner, drum roll, Tony fucking Soprano from The Sopranos. <laughs> Honestly, in my opinion, the best TV character of all time. Great uh, job. His, his, the way he plays... Uh, you know the father the the mob boss everything the the broken son the uh love for his uncle i mean honestly this this fucking show is amazing if you if you haven't watched the Pranos, get out from the fucking rock you're under and go watch it but i watched this series three or four I, times I will, all the way through. i will gladly rewatch this series over yeah. it, no matter what i love it um but great fucking he this james gandolfini is a great fucking actor have you ever was, seen any of his yeah. other movies he's been in what's that I yeah was, was. yeah <laughs> if you ever seen any of the movie other movies he's been in he just really gets into the roles he he does and and for this one, if you see the behind the scenes, how he got in the character, certain things he did behind the scenes, I highly recommend it. Love this fucking show. Love Tony Soprano. Great, great fucking show. If you've never seen it, he he was great as Tony Soprano as, as a badass mob boss. However, he plays a, in another mob movie where he actually plays like a lower tier guy who's actually not as as smart and and you know uh, established as Tony Soprano. And that's called The Drop. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Tom Hardy. No, I don't think so. No. Really? Check that one out. That one's like probably it. 10 years old or something like that, where they're just some low-level dudes. They work at a bar. They let the mob come in, and they do. It's called The Drop because their bar is where the mob comes in and does their money drops. And uh, Tony Soprano or James Gandolfini's character wants to rip them off. It's really, really good movie. And then there's another one that he was in where he's, he has a small role in it. It might have been one of his last movies. Um, it's called... Uh, Kill him, killing him softly. I think I've seen that with one. Brad Pitt. Another fantastic movie. I love that movie too. I'm as you can tell, anything mob related, I'm pretty much gonna love. Uh, but these all have James Gandolfini in it. But if you've never seen the drop, that's actually I've seen it a dozen times. I'll and have to watch it. It's on my list of movies that I want to rewatch again because I haven't seen it in a couple of years, and it's fantastic. I will put a note on it to watch it. Yeah, watch the drop with him and Tom Hardy. Fantastic movie. Tim, you got any? Uh, I do. Um, so mine is actually gonna be. Uh, top, top two, top three comedy moments. Okay, uh, I me. like this. Uh, so as you guys know, I just did fifty first, fiftieth, and jokes. killed it. Killed as it. everybody saw it. from that clip, he did a fucking great job. That joke was killer, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> great job, man. So uh, I wanted to show it again, uh, just because I, I loved it that much. <laughs> I'm sure you know me, dude. I love a good humble brag. You know me, play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hype yourself up enough on talking about balls. Oh, see, I'm playing. Hold on. Oh, my bad. Uh, Technical difficulties. Right. <laughs> Not on this show. Actually, <laughs> right. they are rare on this show. Very rare. Um, but here it is. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm Tim Buck, too, aka Mr. Don't Let Your Plate Around Me. Um, <laughs> Comedy, um, and I don't feel like comedy is hard. I know a lot of people think it's hard. I just come up here and talk about my titties, and it goes great. <laughs> um, they say to do comedy, you gotta have courage, you gotta have big balls. I can't see mine anyway, so I just gotta believe. <laughs> I fucking I love that. I watched Lex the other night. I loved that he gave me shit. He's like stealing my fucking Mr. AKA shit. All right, the rip. I thought the same thing when I heard the joke. I was like. 
AKA. I'm like a little Las Vegas vibe in that. That was <laughs> I, funny as hell. I didn't know he was there. Uh, oh, so, he was there? I didn't know he, he was, was there. there. Yeah, he was there. That's how you seen it. Um, I mean, he probably seen it on. That's what I thought. But too. either way, I love that he fucking called you out on that. That was funny <laughs> right. as hell. It was funny. I, I just, you know, I, I, I had that in my head. Um, I wasn't thinking about Lex when I met him the joke, <laughs> but I got to understand where he felt. I mean, he didn't feel slighted. He, he it was a what was the, the artist with the afro, Bob Ross? Yeah, it was just a happy, <laughs> happy mistake, right? Happy, <laughs> happy accident. So, I, you know, I, I enjoyed this year comedy in whole. Um, I feel like I grew a lot, um, uh, and in more know, ways than one, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, I just, I just love that moment. Um, I got so much praise after that moment just because. Um, one, one of the comedians, he said, you know, this is my first show I've seen, not show your titties. So <laughs> yeah. it was the most reserved show. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I mean, now we didn't have enough time to take your shirt off. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I, I had enough time. Yeah, but, that's true. You you, if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, and you know, shout out to key. She, you know, that's her in the background. She's like, uh, talk your shit. And, you know, I wanted to add to that later, uh, because you know, me and key, we're, we're both Take your bitch, fuck her, and she'll suck both our titties. Ain't so. wrong with that. You do what you got to do. Right. <laughs> but since she's married, they'll just have to suck both mine. There you go. <laughs> That's a fair trade. <laughs> Good shit, man. That was awesome. Yeah, dude, you had a hell of a year with comedy. I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate I'm happy it. to yeah, see dude. it every week. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. And then uh, where are we at? Oh, yeah, Sunday's games. We got Sunday's games. We got Then we got two more awards, and we're done. 3 p.m. Cincinnati and Buffalo. This is a tough one. Uh, two teams that, again, last week both looked very beatable. Uh, both also, when they play at their best, look like Super Bowl champions. Um, however, I think, uh, in my opinion, Cincinnati has a lot of injuries on the offensive line. They just lost their left tackle to a uh, fractured kneecap or something like that. He's more that, likely that not going to be offensive line. Uh, Joe Burrow already gets sacked, one of the most quarter sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. He gets uh, absolutely blasted back there. Uh, I have to go with Buffalo here. Just give me the team they've got. I think they got the Demar Hamlin on their side. Uh, I feel like they're they're at home. They have a lot on uh, at stake here. This is a team that everyone last year projected to be in the Super Bowl. Cincinnati came came out of nowhere, kind of. Um, I just think Cincinnati to me they look good, but they don't look like the same unbeatable dominant team that they were in the playoffs last year. They look good. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I think Buffalo just you know, maybe is going to come out well, again with a little chip on their shoulder because. They lost in heartbreaking fashion. Little chipper on No, no, chipper will be. Well, it's three p.m. Chipper will be asleep by then. <laughs> um, but they they came out last year. They they lost a heartbreaker to Kansas City. They the Monday night game with the Demar Hamlin thing. Another chip on their shoulder. Uh, coming into this game, I think a lot of people just kind of expect the Bengals to go back to the Super Bowl again, or you know, Bengals Kansas City next week. So I think you know Buffalo's kind of pissed off. Like I said, they're playing a little angry, uh, and for that reason, it's a close game. Going with the home team, give me Buffalo. Give me. Uh, not coach of the year, but actual coach of the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott. <laughs> um, I was back and forth in this game. Uh, I think easily both teams could win this one. Absolutely, 50-50 um, for sure. It's it's going to be an interest. It just depends who shows up today, right? Are they going to be emotionally driven to go to the Super Bowl for for uh, for the, uh, their player, or is uh, Joe Burrow going to be spoiler maker out there? So, uh, no, I have to go to the, the uh, Bills in this one as well. I, I think they pull it off. I think they just want it more probably. Um, and overall, I think they have the better team, a little more healthier. Um, just Josh Allen's got to stop making stupid mistakes, though. He's been yeah, making he a couple reckless. of them. He yeah. likes to scramble around. He, he He's very careless with the ball. He fumbles yeah. a lot, uh, throws the ball. Just really – I mean, that, that was his thing coming out of college. I won't dwell on it too much because we're running late. But 
Coming out of college, he was very inaccurate. He threw a shitload of interceptions. He got it better, but it also shows that he still fucks up and will throw yeah. a lot of interceptions. Just really dumb mistakes. Just limit those mistakes. You got the game in the bag. So yeah, give me the give me the Bills here. It's gonna be a three P guys. Uh, or a, a clean sweep. Clean sweep. Um, give me whatever whatever you think a Buffalo sounds like. <laughs> I like that. I think last week you mooed. No, I think I mean, I, no, he did an elephant noise last week, I thought. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, he did elephant, elephant noise. noise. That, I don't know what that noise was that you just made, Tim, but that sounded more like a buffalo than anything you yeah, ever heard. Half moose. I'll take it because I, I don't know what a buffalo sounds like, but that when I heard that, I was like, it kind of sounds like a buffalo, and I don't even like know what buffalo. that is. That's like that what does a fox say song, but that would be the buffalo noise. I don't fucking know what a buffalo sounds like. I have no idea. And our Sunday nighter that I'm still undecisive on. Indes- I'll go in. Indecisive. I'll, off I'll let Kyle pick here. Yeah, we have so- the Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco, 630. Probably going to be the game of the weekend, I think. I cannot wait to watch this game. It's going to be, I think, a back and forth defense. Uh, it could be a really defensive showdown here to see who budges and breaks first. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the better coach wins. Uh, give me Kyle Shanahan to win this game. Give me the 49ers. Okay. Uh so I've I've been saying this since he's been leading them down the way. It's uh it's gonna be a pretty game. Um, I pretty game. I feel like uh, San Francisco has so much energy behind them, man. Um, their defense is definitely amazing. Um, I, I Cowboys. I don't. I ever don't necessarily always want to root against the Cowboys, but they always let me down whenever I do root with them like that tough. So, uh, I'm I'm going going Forty ers man. Nice. I am going to say the Brock Purdy experiment comes to a head this Sunday. Oof, um, I three think different the, picks we got now. The Cowboys defense looked really good against Tampa Bay. They shut down arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, albeit he's 45 years old. He's not in his prime. It showed me that their defense, um, led by Dan Quinn, former head coach, he was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons when they choked away that Super Bowl win. He's got a lot to prove. Uh, their defense looked really good. Micah Parsons is a phenomenal player. Uh, healthy Leighton Vander Esch is huge for them. Um, they got the best out of their secondary, especially with the injuries that they've had. Uh, I, I just think, give me, I think eventually someone's going to figure out Brock Purdy and how to shut down that offense a little bit. And I, for some reason, I just, I'm, I'm, I got a gut instinct here. I'm going to go with Dallas. I think Dallas is going to pull this one off. You've got veterans on all sides of the sides of the field, but I think quarterback play really comes to, into play when it comes to getting to the Super Bowl and seeing the mystery relevant seventh round pick go to a, an NFC championship game, let alone a Super Bowl is so far fetched to me. It just doesn't make sense. The NFL is built around quarterbacks. Look at, you know, number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, MVP, number one overall pick Joe Burrow, top 10 pick uh, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, not a top 10 pick, but he's turned himself into a top quarterback in the league. You got Daniel Jones, a first round pick. You've got, um, uh, who are they playing? The Eagles, Jalen Hurts. He was a second-round pick, but he was an MVP candidate this year. These guys are established, good quarterbacks, first-round talents. And then you got Brock Purdy, the last pick of the draft, who almost didn't get drafted at all. I just I can't see him going. It just doesn't make sense in my brain. So for that reason, I cannot pick them. I got to go with the Cowboys here. Didn't Tom Brady, didn't that Tom Brady reason, he's seven? out. Didn't Tom Brady go? Uh, he was the sixth-round pick, sixth but round? Um, he did sit for a few years. He didn't go win a Super Bowl his rookie year. It took him a little while to turn into Tom Brady. So that's why I just the the last pick of the draft leading a team to a Super Bowl doesn't make sense to me in the same year. I can't do it. Can't do it, Tim. I understand. Got to go with the Cowboys here. Ben Roethlisberger won his rookie year, didn't he? 
Uh, no, they went to the playoffs. They did. I don't think they, they did not win the Super Bowl though that year. Okay. okay. They won the division, but I mean, back then the Bengals, Browns, and Ravens all sucked ass. Yeah, he was he was great. And then that gets us to our last last two awards. Tabby nominees. I will start because I have a sports one, and it's a sports show. All right. I have my favorite sports moment, non-Cleveland related, of 2022. Awesome. And the nominees are Aaron Judge setting the American League home run record. The Rams winning the Super Bowl. Hans Neiman putting a butt plug in his ass to win a chess game. <laughs> and Albert Pujols hitting 700 career home runs. That's all I have are four nominees. And the winner is. Really wanted to go with the butt plug, but I had to go with the Rams. Beating the Bengals just because of that picture. Fuck the Bengals. I remember when they were in the Super Bowl, how many Clevelanders were going, Oh, I'm I'm rooting for the Bengals. Oh, I was so fucking annoyed by that. I just root for the state of Ohio. Go fuck yourself. They are a direct division rival. They can fuck off. I hate them. I hope they lose embarrassingly on uh, this Sunday when they play the Bills. Uh, Fuck that team. Fuck Joe Burrow. Fuck everything about Cincinnati. The Rams beating them made me so happy because I didn't have to see another division team win a Super Bowl that was not from Cleveland. So kudos to the Rams for for keeping me sane, and I didn't have to spend an entire year listening to Bengals fans or the NFL in general talking about a Cincinnati champion. Fuck them. Thank you. Thank you, Rams. Thank you, Aaron Donald. You feel better now? 100%. I feel so good. I just want to make sure. Something bounding around out there? I feel something. Sounds like it. Um, so, in, uh, I don't have, I'm not ending this show with sports. So I apologize for not doing that, but I had the, what is that? Oh, that's the butt plug guy. That's oh, yes. Great callback, Tim. I literally thought that that was a picture of you and a guy staring at you closely for a second there. Tim. Yeah, I was he's he's looking at Tim like a butt plug. He's, he's like checking out those. Uh, I think I could get that to fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had favorite TV character. I have the worst TV character of all time. So here's the nominees for worst TV character of all time. Screech from Saved by the Bell. Can't stand Interesting. him. Can't really? stand him. Interesting uh, Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Fair. Pete Campbell from Mad Men. Never fucking, seen it. Fucking hate that guy. And Toby from The Office. Really? You didn't like Toby? Did not like Toby. What I figured I figured the You're only Michael office Scott. character that I fucking like hated Toby. was Andy. I yeah. thought Andy was the worst character on The Office. I was not a fan of Toby. Just hated the character. Yeah. I'm a Michael Toby. Scott fan, so it makes sense. Hate, yeah. hate the character. And the winner out of those four is uh, Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Fair choice. Best show scene of the show right there when he's dying. Um, I, he honestly, hats off to the actor for making everyone hate that character. Cause it ruined his life, though, the poor guy. I, I'm sure it did, but that, that fucking character was the fucking worst. He came out afterwards and said that basically he doesn't act anymore because that show ruined him. Like everyone, when he goes out in public, everyone hates him. Uh, because of that character, it, it's ruined his life. But C- hey, congratulations on playing the character job. perfectly. But yeah. that character in that show was the worst. That is a convincing ass portrayal when you can get everybody to hate you. Yes. So that's my worst TV character of all time, Joffrey Baratheon. Tim, you got anything? No, I don't have anything. Okay. okay. And then uh, do you have another one? Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll go. I'll let you. Yeah, we're, we're not doing just the tip. That obviously any of the stuff that we voted or we picked to be that we said were, was good, that's our just the tip in a collaborative form. Um, so my, my last one is just my best personal achievement of 2022. I, I do have a lot of ones I can mention. I don't feel like doing nominees for it, but I'll just end with my favorite thing we did this year was we adopted our dog, Shyla. Um, love her to death. The picture over here, little thug Shyla with, uh, with uh, my hat on, but it looks like Hans Neiman's butt plug. Kind of with that hat. <laughs> uh, amazing dog lover. She has her ups and downs. She's a little aggressive, still going through the puppy stage. I think she's going to like teenage years right now. 
Um, but love her to death. Um, adapting her, we got her from Aruba. Um, we flew her from Aruba to Houston, Houston to Columbus, where we picked her up. And uh, she's she's an amazing dog. I'm so glad that we got her. We actually lost an animal this past year, so just having that energy in the house that she puts off was it's been it's been great. So that was my best personal moment of 2022. Awesome, good stuff. And my final category is my favorite Cleveland sports moment of 2022. And the nominees are trading for Deshaun Watson, the Donovan Mitchell trade, uh, Oscar Gonzalez walk off against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. I was at that game and went like 17 innings or whatever, uh, took us to the next round against the, the Yankees. Fantastic moment. The 71 point game with Donovan Mitchell that I was technically at. Um, historical night, never thought something like that would happen. I mean, honestly, like only a handful of players have ever put up that many points. So it was truly a, a historical moment. And Cade York week one, that kick to beat, uh, the Bengal or the, the Panthers and yeah, Baker oh, Mayfield was phenomenal. Uh, I think we all were so fired up for the Brown season after that kick. We thought we were like unbeatable. We were going to win a Super Bowl. I had friends. We were going to buy Cade York, China jerseys and how quickly the wheels fell off the season. But that moment was fucking great. I was riding high for that whole week. Um, just awesome to win like that because usually it goes the other way against the Browns. So to win with a long-ass field goal was great. But there can only be one winner, and the winner is Donovan Mitchell's 71-point game. Hell yeah. Just, I mean, that was historic. Getting to Sean Watson is amazing. I think that's going to do great things for the Browns in the future. Um, I guess technically I could say getting Donovan Mitchell was, was a good moment because we couldn't have this without him. Um, but because we haven't won a championship or anything with him yet, but he did do a historical 71 point performance. That was my moment of the year. It was great. Oscar Gonzalez. I almost went with that pick just because a, I was at the game and it was a playoff win. So that was huge, but we did go to the, against the Yankees and lose, uh, even though you know, the umps and major league baseball kind of fucked us. Um, we didn't win a championship. So the only thing I can give credit to is an individual performance. And that is Donovan Mitchell. Fantastic job. Spider getting that name down. Spider. The, the getting little, the A's softer. A little, like little bit of twang on there. I got it. Uh, but that's going to do it for everybody at Talking Thanks About Balls. Thanks for sticking Balls. around Thank for a longer for episode. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And on behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls, I just went from six to midnight. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week.